Oh, it's a miracle we've got this whole thing going, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Technical Alpha. It is Friday, June 30th? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, 20, something like that. 2017 all day long, and a long day it's been. <laughs> um... What, the sound went low when Adam sat down? You can't I be don't, Let's not buy into let's, that. Let's, let's keep just going. keep going. I don't, I don't even understand how that's possible. Let's get right up on that microphone. Mmm, yes. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, we are, um, uh, this is an off-the-cuff podcast we we could have fooled ourselves that we were going to have some sort of some structure to this but it was it was four hours just getting this set up to work so uh any of that is out the door so now uh here we are and we're going to uh we're going to figure shit out. I don't know what, but we're going to figure shit out. I know that Panic wanted to talk about a couple of things. I think Jeff had some things that he also wanted to talk about uh gaming wise to a degree. And then we can uh, we can spin off into literally whatever else we want, including, of course, tech support, which went up today. Oh, boy. <laughs> on the behest of panic. Um, <laughs> so if you have questions and you're uh, you know watching this live right now, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash technical alpha and ask us your questions. If, of course, you're $10 or higher. Yeah, if not, we don't want to hear from you. Yeah. Whoa, right. whoa, Fuck whoa, you. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we still oh, love you guys. Uh, also, we have all of the merchandise with us. Uh, we can show off some we pins. Can, we can grab that posters, during the break. Some stickers. We've yes. got it all with us. We'll we'll grab that stuff at the break time, uh, which won't have any screens or anything. You can tell that we were really prepared for this. <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen the posters yet. Like, uh, they're still in the I. box. I mean, other than the fact that it's, I've seen the proof. I've, I've seen not pictures seen the posters, of it, but so we haven't actually seen the posters. The box is still taped up. Though. I'm using the box to actually keep my mic stand from falling over. Mm. So I'm getting a lot more value for those posters. So just thought uh, you guys should know that. So anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you guys want to talk about stuff. I'll just hand it off to Panic, because I know I remember him mentioning there was something. Actually, no, before we do that, Mr. Maximus Black. Yeah. Hit me up with the sound of eating Lebanese food too fast and immediately regretting that decision. Oh, man, that was so good. Oh, but I'm so full. Oh, I'm salty right now. I had to take a shit. We still have to set up the podcast if we just ate this Lebanese, right? I already took my shit. So. <laughs> so we're good. So we're good. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So now, Panic. What was it that you wanted to talk about? Well, I mean, it got announced this week, but we got the full title listing for the SNES Classic. Yeah. Including, like... Get that list up on your little... Uh, Little tablet thing. On your little tablet. But um, in the meantime, uh, I think Jeff and I were talking about it earlier. Some of those titles were uh, pretty surprising, including a super special unreleased title that never made it out on the actual SNES, which was Star Fox 2. Yep. Which kind of hit us by surprise, as long as I learn how to type. Yeah, I mean, we heard about this... uh, 
SNES Mini a while back, and I knew they were going to put some good games on there. Um, this is infinitely better than the NES Mini. I mean, just on another level. And then the fact that it comes with Star Fox 2, the unreleased yeah. game, mm-hmm. is not only a a little piece of marketing genius. Like, I, I don't know if they had this plan the whole time where they're like just holding on to this game knowing it's coming over for the SNES Mini or they're planning on selling it by itself on maybe like, you know, the Switch or 3DS or some shit like that. But the fact that it's going to be here, I have a feeling that after this is discontinued, which I'm sure it'll eventually happen, uh, we will see uh, Star Fox 2 for available on other things. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you'll rip the ROMs out of it. Well, the Switch won't have it because there's no <laughs> oh, yeah. there's no store on the Switch for the retro stuff yet. Uh, right. I mean, I, I think I think the fact that it comes with two controllers is pretty ridiculously awesome. Oh yeah, that's a huge bonus because the friggin' uh, NES Classic didn't come with. Well, that. look at the games that come here. Yeah. yeah. So here's the games list for the SNES Classic. We've got Contra Three: The Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy Three. F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, never released before, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, and Yoshi's Island. It's super. Like, those games are... It's ridiculous. Some of those are, like, the best games ever. They didn't put any throwaway titles in there. Like, Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island alone are, like, huge... uh, Some of my favorite ones. I'm actually super excited that they put... Yeah, Super. uh, (laughs) Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Like, that one alone... Would have sold that I, console for a lot of I people. did not think that they were going to throw in Earthbound. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I could see a Final Fantasy. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be two or three. Um, Link to the Past was... Link to the Past is amazing. Almost every single game on that at list is absolute fire. And they're not, like, smaller games. Like, these are, like, l- you got a combination of really long RPGs. Yeah. A lot of replayable games like Street Fighter and Mario Kart. You've got, you know, platformers from Mario World, Yoshi's Island, Mega Man. Like, I, I looked at this list, and again, I was kind of like, you know, I'll pick up a, a SNES Classic or whatever when it comes out. But I saw this list, I'm like, kind of really want one. Yeah, I could build one. But, like, this is one that I was like, I would really enjoy just having this to play it. Yep. I I have literally nothing crazy to add because it is it is what it is the 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 nest classic was was good the super nintendo classic is great yeah uh it's super. and it's next uh, level i mean you know the the craziest the, I, I think the not the craziest but the thing the thing that some the only downsides i'm seeing is that because the super nintendo had so many great games there are there's always like one or two that maybe people would have hoped to have actually seen in there like turtles in time or um or other Cross, especially because it trigger. comes yeah because it comes with two controllers i think a lot of people started thinking about all the the multiplayer stuff that isn't on there 
Uh, but really, that whole list is basically just incredible, and there's there's yeah. there's, there's not a a bad game on the uh, list. Yeah, I don't think there's a single person out there that is upset with with the with the SNES mini no, games. Not, not, no, not 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 upset, but they but like, they I don't just know what Super Ghouls and Ghosts is. Like, I don't know if that was a popular game or yeah, not. It seems like Ghouls it would and be. Ghosts. It was a yeah. it was very popular. And then mm. Contra Three, I know, was like one of the better Contras. So, like, I can't see why that made it on the list. So. Yeah, well, the, the the main reason why games like Chrono Trigger isn't on there is because they offer them on the DS and all these other things, yeah. and they don't want to compete with, you know, other paying... They like want the pe- virtual console. Pe- people are paying literally $40, $50 for, you know, Chrono Trigger DS, uh, and they're not going to just chuck that game on... They don't want know, to cannibalize sales from it, it, Exactly. That so, makes sense. So there's nothing, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of stuff that we're getting here is... For what eighty bucks or whatever it is, it's abs- controllers, absolutely the console, insane, and these awesome games, absolutely insane. It actually turned my opinion around on it compared to like when we last talked about. It. I know we had positive thoughts on it, but like this made it into a. I really want to get this, which kind of segues into the next part. I wanted to say, really hope Nintendo stocks this properly because yeah. already the rumors are kind of going nuts that this is going to be hard to get, which is kind of annoying because Nintendo knows what happened with the NES Mini. So, like, they, they really have to, like, up their game on production on this. Like, this one kind of needs to be available. They're going to lose a lot of, like, goodwill from people. There's 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 no reason that they could ever give. They know could, the demand. That could, that, that could excuse them from not having proper demand for this. Because, I mean, before, you might have been able to say it would be fair because it was their first run of this kind, you know, style of product. Oh, we you know we didn't know what the 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 want the demand for this was going to be, oh, and on know. top and no. on top of that, you know they they didn't really say that all that much. But the the narrative they pushed was we couldn't find the parts, we couldn't get supplied parts uh, enough to to meet the demand. Was like more of the narrative they gave. So it, no, no matter which version of that it is, whether it is the we didn't know about the demand being so high because we didn't think people would want it that much, or we couldn't get those parts, they've now had time to either source the parts somewhere else where they know they can get enough, and they should know how much higher the demand would be for something like this than just the Nintendo Entertainment System. Especially this freaking game list. I mean, especially with that game list. So, and with the, I mean, the Star Fox thing by itself is going to push, like we already said, tons of these consoles. Yeah. People are going to want to see what the hell that game is about. So, so the thing with Star Fox 2 also, for people who don't actually know about Star Fox 2, um, Nintendo had com- fully completed development on the game. The game was done. They never released it because it was on the tail end of the Super Nintendo life cycle and the N64 was coming out. So they didn't want to end up like cannibalizing sales or hurting the N64 launch by having another Star Fox game for the SNES come out right around the same time. So they ended up just shelving the game. Um, Copies of some of the ROMs kind of made it out, but I don't know if that was actually the finished full developer versions. Mm -hmm. So this coming out is actually the Nintendo-sanctioned final version of Star Fox 2. So that's pretty sick, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's been fun to watch. Like uh, Twitter's had uh, uh, kind of picked up on a, on on pictures of the development team, and 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 how cool would it be for the development team this long after get the game out? They've done. They did all that work. The game was, you know, was there, and now finally the game gets released. Uh, that's got to be kind of fun for them too, because. Uh, I can't. I couldn't imagine sitting down and being part of a game that is completed or at least majority shipped. completed and never gets shipped. 
That would be like the biggest set of blue balls. <laughs> I I'd be like getting kicked imagine. in the dick repeatedly. You're like, you did all the work. You did the crunch time. Yeah, exactly. Ready to go. And they're like, yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I mean, I'm all for it. I, what I said before, I think Jerry, Jerry rigs everything. Do you know about that, that, that channel guys on YouTube? No, no, I do not. So he, he strips, he strips phones. He shows you how durable the phones actually are. He, he looks to see how easy they are to repair as a repair guy and whatnot. And he did a strip down. He does strip downs of stuff like this. And so I'll be, I'll be interested. Like we said in the podcast, when we were talking about the, the NAS mini, how, uh, similar the guts are between the two consoles. Um, if it's like the same board, different manufacturer, or if it's, uh, or if it's very, very uh, similar, because then at that point, uh, it would kind of be like uh, Nintendo was just bullshitting the whole time about not having enough supply. Cause now all of a sudden surprise, it's the same shit. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, I know Jeff's probably going to get his hands on one, so I'll just wait until he's done with it and then I'll <laughs> borrow it for Star Fox. <laughs> and then that will be, that will be that. Jeff's like, that'll be 40 bucks, bitch. Yeah. That $40 rental fee. Damn. Blockbuster. Oh, but, Bowsbuster. Yeah, Bows, yeah, Bowsbuster. Bowsbuster <laughs> video games. I like that. That's the name of his sword when he plays Final Fantasy VII. The Bowsbuster. The Bowsbuster sword. Yep. So, Mr. Black, I thought you had something that you were also kind of interested in talking about today. Uh, I think I think mine was the... Uh, was it? There was was. One, the only other thing I wanted to talk about was StarCraft Remastered. Blizzard dropped some info yeah. on it, and that yeah. was right. a very short hit on it. Right. Well, yeah. we can talk about that. So, so, Mr. Black, now that you have a date, are you getting even more excited? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm just... I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. It's just... Oh man! Was it August fourteenth or fifteenth? I know it was like one of those two. It days. was one of the two. Somebody in the chat will yeah. will say I think it's the fourteenth. Um, the thing that got me on it though was the freaking price. It came in at oh 50, yeah, like fifteen dollars. I was just yeah. like, I was expecting thirty or forty. They come in at fifteen, and you get a pre order bonus. So I'm just like, yeah, fifteen. Good job, Blizzard. Good is job. Really, really good. And fully compatible with the previous game. And to think they charge you, like, I don't know how much for those godforsaken Nova missions that are an absolute horrible waste of money. Um, the fact that the remastered is only 15 bucks, that's yeah. pretty friggin' awesome. And it's, it's something... the bar super low for everyone to get in on that's it. That's what they needed to do. If they come out with a $40 game, people legitimately have to make a decision... Do I want to spend an expansion amount of money for a remastered game uh, that really offers no new content? A couple of small little things on the on the campaign, but besides that, at fifteen bucks, even if you're curious, even if you want to just play the game for a day, at fifteen bucks, worth. Yeah, well, it exactly. actually costs as much as the Necromancer pack that just came out for Diablo three. That game that never came out. Yeah, I I, I just saw that. And I was like, I'm oh, like Diablo three is a game. They did that. I I heard apparently they came out with a Necromancer pack for it, even though they never made the game. Wow, I mean, but it cost you know, fifteen bucks. Getting ahead of yourself, never been a too bad of a thing. I hope that Diablo three uh, three thing works out for them. Mm. Awesome. I hope that does well for them. Um, no, I, I think 15 bucks is, was the perfect yes, price. Yes. I think even if they took it to 1999, they hurt yeah, themselves. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been all right. Uh, I, I mean, I would have personally been okay with 1999 for sure. 
Mm-hmm. But I think I think you guys have it right where they had to set the bar low enough where they get the most amount of people in mm-hmm. on uh you know on on this thing and and go for volume and not and not just sell it yeah, higher to and fewer people. And 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 believe it or not, the amount of people that play StarCraft 2 never played Brood War. There are so many out. fucking like guys and gals out there, mostly guys that are playing StarCraft 2 and have never even played the originals. So the fact that the game is only 15 bucks, yeah. that will pique the interest enough of, you know, the casuals or the new people that got into StarCraft 2 to give uh Brood War a try on on the on the basis that hey, everybody else is playing Brood War. So I may as well just pay the 15 bucks and see what all the fuss is about. All of the people that are playing StarCraft 2, all the streamers, all the pros, everything, they're all going to at least try Brood War. It's going to be streamed. People are going to be curious. Um, I think after three months, the vast majority of the people that were playing it are going to go back to StarCraft 2. But I think that there will be a big enough market for Brood War as long as the game doesn't suck and Blizzard put some money behind their game so they can bring some legends back and have some and really cool stuff happening up there. to really bring back that nostalgia because that's what this is. This is a nostalgia play, and it's not a bad one uh, because the game fundamentally is in, in so much better than StarCraft II. It's not even funny. Yeah. Not only is it a much harder game, it is a much... It's not as broken. Uh, <laughs> it just... It just is... It's just better. It's... Well, this is actually one of the interesting things I found. Like, um, so with StarCraft Two and Brood War, they're, they're, it's just the community is like very unified in what they do, but at the same time, it's segmented so badly. Like, I actually found out that a couple of the streamers that I watch, they've never actually played the StarCraft Two campaign. Yeah. Um, some of them have never played the Brood War campaign, but they've only played multiplayer. And then on other sides, like me personally, I was huge in the campaigns, and I've done some laddering in StarCraft Two, but I never really laddered in Brood War. I play like, you know, the custom maps. It's like everyone just kind of segmented into their own little like groupings mm. in between. And it even happened in StarCraft 2. So I'm curious to see how many people are going to, you know, jump back in and then go back to what they used to do, but then try to try some of the newer stuff yeah. that they might not have tried before. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a very interestingly chaotic time frame. I'm a simple man. You just want your comp stomps. I'm, I'm a simple man. I don't need anything fancy here. I want I want Blizzard to even though it doesn't make that much fiscal sense. I want Blizzard because I'm, I'm I'm simple, but I'm guessing I'm going to be a bit uh, a bit selfish and greedy on this one. After watching Blizzard's community management of StarCraft II for the last like six years, five and a half years. I want them to take this release of the remaster and put the money behind it and build up the community and do it like they should have done with StarCraft 2 and maybe even a little extra <laughs> because just little, for the makeup just a little bit just a little extra because I want to I want to see them do it proper uh and and in all honesty I'm in that small percentile that believes that a blizzard gets behind it and keeps it keeps it in the forefront as best they can as a company that the game has more longevity than StarCraft 2 in terms of a of an esport and in terms of a uh, of an esport that isn't like 
you know, eighth on the list uh, in terms of what's currently being rotated through. Yeah. So um, it's at the very least, they win back whoever is still willing to come back in Korea, which I think Tasteless Artosis and the, and the production that they've got going on over there right now proves that there's still a pretty massive draw for oh, Brood yeah. War. Yeah, I, I just I don't know if it's too late, and that and we're gonna find out. I mean, a lot of Koreans have gone over to Overwatch. Um, they've gone over to you know other games like League of Legends and 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 whatever else is making money. Um, I I just don't know. And Blizzard needs to tread lightly. You know, if they strike if they strike fire here, they need to they need to. There's gonna be this this divide. Where StarCraft Two players versus Brood War players, it's going to turn into this whole, you know, we're, we play the the harder game. Oh shit! Look, Blizzard's giving money to this side, and they're not doing this for this side, and so on and so forth. Is Twitch going to have its own dedicated Brood War section? Is it going to be, you know, oh look, Brood War has got thirty thousand viewers, and StarCraft is over at four? Um, you know, how are they going to do this? That's that's. That's I, I hope that StarCraft in general is just one big thing on Twitch. It's just a StarCraft channel. And then that way they can funnel everybody there that'll put StarCraft higher up on the list. It won't bury StarCraft 2 because when Brood War comes out, ain't nobody playing StarCraft 2. There'll be like well, there'll be a couple of streamers that'll reap the benefits of it because the ones that aren't interested will all watch them play StarCraft 2. But for the most part, everyone's going to play Brood War. We're, we're going to get a surge. Um, StarCraft 2 is going to tank for a couple of months, guaranteed. We're going to see a surge of people who are going to come in to play Remastered, you among them. And what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of people stick with Remastered. I guarantee you Remastered is going to end up doing better than StarCraft 2 in the long run. But you're going to have a lot of people drop off of Remastered because, one, they're going to remember their nostalgia completely separately from what actually is brood war because brood war is a very punishing game yep and you're gonna get you're effectively gonna re-split the group and some people are gonna go back to starcraft some people are gonna switch it out um one of the interesting things i've seen with blizzard is they don't really care at this point they just want the viewership in starcraft yeah they don't care which one i was reading some of the marketing behind remastered and they literally said stuff like return to glory yeah and all this stuff i'm like wow that's like for them to actually put that in the marking is them like pretty much outright saying, yeah, we kind of fucked up with Starcraft two, but here's Starcraft remastered and it's fully compatible. Go for it. Like mm. they're just like, let's let it rip. Isn't it just funny how we've come full circle with this? Yeah. Where it's just like, they had the greatest esport of all time. Yeah. The greatest, the greatest competitive esport, the, the hardest game. And they got so complacent and lazy and they made such a half ass game that, was exciting because of everything that was going on. Twitch, YouTube, content providers, uh, you know, MLGs, all that stuff. There's a lot of hype there and there's a lot of great moments. But I think it was never about StarCraft 2. I don't think it was ever about the game. It was more about the community, more about the players, more about the stories, uh, more yeah. about the personalities. And the game was just there. I mean, we proved it with lag TV for so many years that yeah. most people just didn't give a shit about StarCraft, um, or at least that's what it was for lag TV. And I and I think that's the same uh, for even the pro scene. Most people don't. Th there's nothing exciting about watching StarCraft two matches anymore. It's all about 
oh, is Neeb playing? Is there somebody we can root for? Is there a story? <laughs> yeah. Is there something that we can relate to? North America's back, boys. That we can do this. And the fact that Brood War is coming back, we actually not only have an opportunity to have a community again and be excited as for for what's about to happen, but also the game is great. So we for the first time in a long time, uh, seven years almost, uh, we finally have a game that is equally as exciting as what's about to happen in terms of community and, and events and, and content. You know, we're going to be making Brood War content. We'll do a, a when cheese fails. We'll, you know, cast some games. We'll get on it. We're excited about it. And no, not because it's about the money. I mean, for fuck's sakes, uh, <laughs> you know that if, if we haven't made any you know, in in the YouTube, you know, world in years, 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 right? So it's not about the money. It's it's the fact that it's exciting again. You know, it wasn't. It hasn't. It has nothing because because you know that's what people are going to say when Day Nine comes back. They're going to say, "Oh, you're coming back for the money." You Day know, Nine's when, when, got like the biggest like I don't even know what kind of boner it is for Star for Brood War. That's like his like original one. Like that's his first passion game. Like that's the same for a lot of us. Like Brood War was the game. Like whenever you think, oh, what game impacted you most? It's Brood War. Yeah. Like that was the show. Yeah. Like we were all. Um, I am more excited about Brood War Remastered than I ever was about StarCraft Two ever. And the fact that we're getting it in like a month. I was expecting another much later. Uh, it's 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 crazy. I can't wait. I most certainly will be playing it full time, uh, at least at least three months. I'm gonna give it like a full. And the the beautiful thing about it is, and and, and that for me is when we played the game, we never laddered. It was very rare. I rarely went on yeah. the ladder. It was intimidating. I didn't really like oh, it. I wasn't mess. good at it. Yeah. Um. It was all about. BGH, fastest money map possible, you know, the Dragon Ball Z RPG games and all these other turret games and shit like that. I'm excited because for the first time, I'm going to challenge myself, you know, from going from, you know, silver or gold or wherever I'm going to be and trying to make it to Masters via Brood War. And I'll finally have purpose again. I'll finally have a mission, a goal, a journey, a quest that I can go on with the Fellowship where I'm going to be testing myself and we're going to we're going to go on this journey uh together which will take months in itself and as long as there will be a community there that is sustainable then I can't see why I wouldn't be producing content you know for months or possibly years to come it really all depends on how Blizzard uh handles this if they're going to handle it like oh we've just sold our $15 a pop and now I'm going to wipe my hands clean after three months or, or one big oorah comeback that they put $100,000 into. And then they walk away while everybody starts to scatter and go back to where they were before. Because everybody that is coming back to Brood War, they all have new loves in their life. You know, it, it's like it's like you have a high school girlfriend. Everything is great. She goes to one side of the country. You're on the other. You leave. But you were still in love, but you know it's what you both have to do to grow up as people. And now you're, you know, 10 years later, you're both adults, you're both established, but you're in relationships. And now she's moved back to your city. You got a woman at home. She's got a man at home. 
and you go and you run into each other at fucking Applebee's and you're like, what the hell? Oh my God, I haven't, how are you doing? Oh, it's great. Oh, and then you leave. Maybe you give a number, you add them on Facebook, you go home, you think to yourself, why did I go to Applebee's? (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like, and, and, and you can't stop thinking about her. You can't stop thinking about her, but then you look to your right and there's your wife and there's your kids and you realize I have a life here. How long can I get away with this? It felt good then, but is this worth the long run? Can I stay committed to this? Because I need to make a decision today. I need to make a decision. Do I still love my wife? Or <laughs> where are you? This where is you a going? dangerous conversation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this guy in. Let this go. Or do, or do I love the old mistress? Oh my what is goodness! It? I need to make a choice, and the problem is, is most people are gonna stick to what they have now because it's safe. It's it's familiar. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this back at you guys as you guys are both StarCraft content producers. Okay. You guys have you guys have thrown the gauntlet down and then you've picked it up, slapped Blizzard a few times, and then you've thrown it down again. If you two guys were given a million dollars and like you guys were Blizzard, what would you guys do to try to re-engage the community? Like what would you guys do to fix the community engagement for StarCraft Remastered? Well, here's the ironic part, right? For years, people not year well yeah for the last two two and a half years more than more than previously, people have been telling Blizzard to get the fuck out of the of the uh, of like their hands out of the tournament cookie jar because when they came in and decided to put all the all these you know hurdles in front of uh of the community circuit that existed as it was, that's when stuff started going tits up. So now the, the, the irony here is now that they've done that, it's like they've made their bed, now they have to come back and, and sleep in it. They have to, you know, they have to get in and involved in it to build it back up again mm. and then hand it off. I think the important part is when it isn't necessarily what do they do out of the gate. I think that's easy. I think, I, I think this shit is, is to, to go with Jeff's, you know, fucking crazy real life analogies here. Uh, I think uh, that did I think, sound pretty real, didn't it? That's a little pretty. too real. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping That's Kayla good. didn't hear that. Next time, oh, next, next time I see on Facebook you popped up at Applebee's, I'm gonna be like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, but to use another analogy like that, it's it's you know, uh, as a parent, when do you let your kids go and do their own shit? <laughs> you have to you have to raise them to a certain point, and then you have to learn to let go. That's gonna be Blizzard's you know, uh, uh, a point of, of contention, I guess, either with themselves or the community is they have to get back in and build it up because they fucking destroyed what existed or did a damn slight good job of, of tearing down a few walls in the process. Now they've got to build it back up. And then when do they step back and say, okay, guys, the ball is in your court, go to work, uh, and give it back. But what do and you mean let, by give it back? Like, uh, Don't charge people money to fucking run a tournament. Okay. That's so fucking dumb on so many levels. Who else does that? I don't know. Maybe people do. Maybe that's standard fucking practice. But if it is, that's still dumb. What about you as a YouTuber? What can they do to like encourage Nothing, because you YouTube's fucked. YouTube's dead. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube's actually YouTube dead. YouTube is legitimately dead. What about Bro- a Twitch streamer then? 
Uh, well, I, well, you never. I don't, let her. I don't think like yeah, but they. Yeah, but Blizzard is. Listen, it's not Blizzard's job to 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 to, to hold my hand no. or feed me money to play their game. It was never about that. Okay. It no. was it was their idiotic decision making skills and the the ridiculous social media people that they have in charge over there making just some really dumb calls. And not being informed on even who is still relevant and producing content within their community. So it's all just community engagement. Yes, and it okay. doesn't. It doesn't mean that Blizzard needs to write a quarter million dollar checks every six months because throwing money into a fire is just going to burn the money. They need to. They need to figure out how to tame it and use it the way that it should. And they also got to realize. That no matter what the fuck Blizzard does with Brood War, it will never be the size of any of the other relevant esports, Overwatch, League, Hearthstone, whatever the fuck. There is not a chance in hell, and they need to own that shit. They need to create something fun. They need to say, guys, we've listened. They don't need to come out and say, yeah, we fucked up with StarCraft 2, here you go. But they just need to be there, be available, create some really exciting tournaments, and if it means that they got to, you know, pony up a couple of bucks to get some Koreans in for a tournament or pay their casters an actually good wage uh, or or use the battle.net or whatever the fuck they're calling it these the days. Blizzard the Blizzard app. The Blizzard Use the Blizzard app as a way to promote other people uh, and content and just reach out. That's it. That's so effectively that's, community engagement properly hire hire somebody who actually knows who the fuck is in the community and who cares like (laughs) like don't hire somebody that's got a good resume because they they're good at community they can write really politically correct tweets and they can fucking you know uh order some really nice appetizers at a restaurant we don't need that we just need people that understand the individuals like actually bring in a fan that knows what the fuck they're talking about and know what's going on and know where the problems lie. Because if they don't, it's that nothing is going to change. We don't need Blizzard to do everything. We just need Blizzard to let us know that they're there for us and not just say, here's a game, go and make keep it relevant for us. Because we can do that. We just need a little bit of help. And it's hard for me to say exactly what that is because I'm until I, you're I, making content and doing it. You, you don't know what hard, you need. it's hard to know what you need. All right, it's, fair enough. Exactly. Exactly. I, I can't. It, it's, you know, Adam and I did a perfectly good job at creating content. We never heard from Blizzard and that's fine. Uh, but the but the problem is, is there's all kinds of other content providers out there that that are not as fortunate as Adam and I that have such or had such a big uh, audience that was that were watching all of our videos there i've watched tons of starcraft content out there that is fucking phenomenal but none of it gets any shine none of it is implemented in any way it's just the same regurgitated shit all the time and it looks the same it sounds the same it is the same and thus you get the same results that's fair that's just how it is even when i watch league of legends which is not very often it's exciting. The production's exciting. The casting is exciting. The the players, the story is exciting. They bring the hype. Yes. Here's, and when I yeah, watch StarCraft, I watch three other streams on another monitor. Yeah. And StarCraft is muted. Well, that's because you only need to see the first 35 seconds before you know how the next 15 minutes plays out. You need to see the beginning and the end. 
yeah, you, you, the, everything else you can you know what's going to. Why I like watching Brood War because Brood War stuff's always happening. It's some somebody it's vi- somebody messes up like a probe moving to the left, and that dramatically changes the next you know ten minutes of that game. <laughs> um, here's here's how I look at it to answer I guess your question more directly. Yeah. it's not ne- you know I agree with Jeff. It's not necessarily directly helping content creators. I think that that this is how I view it. Why do people make content for games? Because they found the game and they love the fucking game. Those are the two steps there. What does Blizzard have to do in this instance? They have to make their game more visible. The more visible the game is to people, the more likely people are going to find it. And you have to make it enjoyable. How do you do that? You build in this day and age... Not that it's the be-all, end-all for all games, but in a game like StarCraft, period, no matter what version, what that entails is is fostering a solid, healthy eSport mm-hmm. uh, and putting money behind it when necessary to maybe for even a day of the year bring it above the League of Legends, Dota 2, CSGO crowd and give it proper attention. And do what Jeff said as well. You know, League and everybody else, they've got these crazy, awesome sets they they've brought in the proper casters. It's just exciting. It's just you exciting. You need to have like a properly. You need to not have what they have with WCS Ooh. now. You need like no. a properly produced series yes. with league with storylines with and players. Starcraft continuing. has been around like, yeah. for they're the original of magnitude the longer original. than all these other games. They're Rocket League has yeah, better straight production, up. Yeah, straight up, and it's been around for a hot minute. Straight up. So so it's not like it's impossible. It's not like Rocket League makes more money than Blizzard. Uh, it, it is doable. And on top of that, the pool of people that Blizzard has to pull from to do fire they commentary know how to do this. on their games, there is no excuse. If this was any other company, you might be able to find some reasons here. But there is no excuse in Blizzard's case. As shitty as that sounds to say, it's just the way that it is. So that's my answer would be you have to build it and they will come. So you right, you, you make the eSport community. Like I said before, that's the irony. Before, it, it was already there. They had it and they let it go. But yeah. times were different. You didn't have to necessarily as a company get behind your game to have a, a an eSport that was successful. Uh, it just kind of serendipitously happened for StarCraft 2 when Twitch came around and it built, it built Twitch. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that... Riot, fucking Rocket League, Dota, uh, even Overwatch, all of these other games, they all, there's always something going on. Yeah. I could go to TwitchCon. Yeah. And there'll be a Rocket League tournament. There'll be a League of Legends tournament. Well, freaking I could Day-Z, go to KH1Z1 PAX. tournament. Yeah. I could go to PAX and see King of the Kill. Yep, yep. Where they have 140 they people no or whatever last year too. with a huge ass prize pool that is on Twitch with a crazy set. All these computers, lineups, people on Twitter taking photos, excited, signing up. And I can't fucking see nothing of StarCraft for the last I don't know how long. DreamHack dropped them. Fucking WCS was a turd stomp. I haven't seen a StarCraft booth, no talking, no nothing. And just like in the world of YouTube or Twitch or any other social media presence, the moment you stop, you're dead. 
period. And if you stop putting yourself out there, somebody's moving on. I mean, I could stop streaming tomorrow and there would be a handful of people that it would suck ball sack for. But the vast majority of people will go, well, I guess I'm off to Summit. Pretty much. And it's the same thing with StarCraft. You want to stop and all these great games, and even when you hold a StarCraft tournament, there is no fun to be had? Who the fuck wants to watch a boring StarCraft tournament where even the casters themselves look like they don't want to be there? Everything is a shitstorm. There is nothing fun about knowing that a StarCraft tournament is up. Ain't nobody biting their nails waiting for the fire fucking match between the two same people that we've seen in the finals 487 times doing the same three builds 486 of the time. Nobody wants to see it. Make StarCraft fun again. And that's the difference between 2012 to 2000, late 2013 and now. There's no fun to be had. There's nothing. And that's why we're excited for Remaster, right? Well, because there's an opportunity of fun again. <laughs> the thought of Day 9 coming back. The thought of us coming back. The thought of our favorite Koreans coming back. The thought of the, the, the best game ever, in my opinion, coming back. That is what's fun and exciting. The thought of me going and casting a StarCraft 2 match right now yeah. is not fun no. or exciting. No, it's not. It's not fun. It's the opposite of that. You know, I will say I am playing StarCraft 2 right now, and I am having fun playing it because I took 10 months off it. And the reality of it is, although I may cry a lot, and this may sound like a lot of bitching, but I actually love StarCraft 2. I love StarCraft. Without it, where would I be in life? I have no idea. It's a huge part of my life, and that's why I get so passionate about it. Because it's all I know. And when I see a company worth billions of dollars and making other games, which is great, and I'm happy for their success, that's wonderful. But the fact that they just don't care is like, man, that sucks, dude. I'm invested in this I shit. Like, I feel like they they were never invested. I see the Overwatch team doing these crazy awesome things with Overwatch and all these other things. I'm like, why didn't they ever try any of that stuff with StarCraft? Like, why didn't they bother? Like, they've come Different up with all these... community uh, teams. Yeah, I, and I get that internally. I understand that. But at the same time, I'm like, y'all are doing straight fire with Overwatch right now. And personally, for me, I don't actually like watching Overwatch as much as I like playing it's it. It's because it's a hot mess to yeah. watch. I don't well, like watching or playing <laughs> well, it, that, but that, they're doing yeah, a great job fun. with it. Yeah, exactly. I so I'm like, it, so yeah. I'm like, why can't you bring that expertise to StarCraft? Bring it back. You, you're, you're the same company. You should be able to share this information. Yep. Like, you guys clearly are doing something right in Overwatch. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm excited for Brood War. I'm excited about the potential. But I will not hold my breath. I will do my part as a content provider. I will hype the game up. I will play it religiously. It will become my life for the for months to come. I will create content and I'll do what Lag TV has always done, you know, and that's fine. If that just means at the end of the day I'm gonna get my paycheck and my bills are gonna be paid and I'll have some fun and I'll make some cool stream moments and I'll be on Reddit where Jeff, somebody's Jeff, bitching about Jeff, me about Jeff, something, Jeff, then so be it. Yeah, yeah. Don't be fooling yourself. We ain't making no fucking money off of that shit. 
We making a god. You gonna make it off of streaming? Yeah, well, that, streaming okay. you're gonna make your money. But if there is zero dollars, exactly zero dollars and zero cents that will be made. Well, you know what? On YouTube, hopefully it'll bring people in to the podcast, where then we will be able to possibly monetize it when they hit me up with that Patreon, so they can get on that check support. When cheese fails, YouTube remastered. Hashtag fuck YouTube edition. Fuck YouTube. Fuck the bitch running that company into the ground at speeds not witnessed on land or sky or sea before. Fuck that shit. It is ridiculous. It has now gotten to the point where the algorithm cuts off pretty much all available reach to your subscribers or anyone else short of Carrier Pigeon in the first 48 hours. It dives off a cliff. People with millions of views normally, even them, yes, it doesn't look like they're being affected because they have massive views to begin with, but even they are going to feel the burn. And this is on top of an already hamstringed advertising environment where people have already lost 40 to 60% of their ad revenue on YouTube. Now you're cutting their views down 30 to 40, sometimes even 50% or more. Are you fucking serious? I'm I'm telling you right now, and it's already happening. All right, and this isn't even this isn't even a plug. This this is <laughs> this is reality. The vast majority of YouTube providers, Twitch content providers, it is all going to be community driven money. Patreon or any of those other That's crowdfunding Patreon, things. Subs, if if people whatever. are not supporting content providers, there will be no content for them. I'm telling you because. It's getting so much harder to make money on the internet with producing content that it's insane. And I think it's mainly because it's it's so saturated now. Yeah, there's so over, much there's so many producers doing so many things. That there's only so much money and there's only so many eyes and there's so much shit out there that now YouTube is even finding it necessary that hey, in in order in order for us to 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 feed uh, your 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 subscription box. You need to put out a video once every day or once every two days. And if you don't, good luck, have fun. You're on your own. And that's the show. Like that's just the reality. I'm of it. cool with that. If it meant that it, that if it meant that it was just the algorithm involved in finding the video randomly yeah. or like in a list or or whatever. But the fact that the subscribers to your channel. Can't get that shit. That's bad. That's the fucked up part. That's like Facebook last year changed their shit where you can't get anyone to see anything unless you are blowing Mark Zuckerberg while he's learning Cantonese from his fucking wife at the same time because he wants all of your money to get to the people that have already said they want to see your shit. It's not advertising money if you're already sending it out (laughs) to the people that subscribe to you. That's just called fucking collusion. That's not collusion. What is that? That's like fucking... Black, not even blackmail. What is it called? What's the word I'm looking it's for? Extortion. Another, extortion. That's the word I'm looking for. It's fucking extortion. <laughs> it's one of those fucking words. But that's that's the that's basically what YouTube's become now. <laughs> Except instead of instead of asking you to pay money to get your shit out to your subscribers, it's put yourself on a basically unobtainable production schedule in the hopes that you can pull down enough views in the first 48 hours to keep yourself afloat. Otherwise, unless you are in the top, this isn't even the 1%, this is the top like 
0.1% of YouTube. Get fucked. The other problem is if you need to produce content on a daily or like within two days, the quality of that content is going to go to shit. Yeah. Like you can't, well, no, well, one can keep, no, no one can keep that pace up. It's I, Gawker. Yeah. No one can keep that pace up. It's ridiculous. Uh, it just, it just goes to show in life. It's all about timing. And we just managed to get in on <laughs> yeah, this we shit. Did. We did. At the right time. I'm so happy I made my fucking money when I did. Mm-hmm. Because if we were trying to get into this business now or even a year or two ago, hails to the no, no. to the no, no, no. Hail to the no. It's and if still possible. Of course it's possible. But it's as possible as me going to the corner store and buying a lottery ticket and nailing that shit. It's very, very rare. It's And it's it's once Not again Applebee's. like a timing inside a timing. It's timeception in yeah. order to make it now. It, it's it's crazy. So that's why whenever anybody says, Jeff, I want to become a, a streamer. I want to become a YouTuber. I never tell them don't follow your dreams because you can do whatever you set your mind to but the problem is the reality of it is if you cannot devote your every waking hour to this it is so unlikely that anything is will happen and even still you still need to have an x factor there still needs to be a a level of luck a level of right place right time maybe sucking some dick on the side on whoever else is bigger than you are to begin with Still, the planets need to align. And I'm just so thankful that we managed to get in on this bubble at the moment it started to fucking blow up. Yeah. Because now, since it's popped, it's just, it, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. So, it's here, a- so here, here's, here's the takeaway as a viewer, right? Here's the takeaway as a viewer. For the lat, and this is going to be a difficult leap for a lot of people. And it's going to be even more difficult for the younger generation because they had even less... Uh, even less experience. They they grew up in the in that window that we just talked about. Yep. All right. Here's here's the thing: as a, as a as a viewer, as a listener, wherever you're sitting right now, whether it's us, somebody else that you've watched or listened to over the years, uh, the only almost certainly, unless they're already incredibly well established, and even then, there's a reason even people like Philip DeFranco are, are yep. going to Patreon now. Yep. And that motherfucker is no small fry. He's been around since, like, the dawn of YouTube. That guy's already worth millions. That dude's already... And he's still doing... And it's not because he wants to go and just take all yeah, of your money. Yeah, the money. No, it's, it's because he he, his revenue stream is gone, right? And that's a man that is made... In 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 the media world, in terms of online media, but he still wants to produce, so he needs exactly. to get that money you from somewhere. To, and he's got staff. Money. He's yes. got fucking shit. Like he's he got, got he's got people. He's got to support to keep producing that if, content. If you want to keep seeing people that you watch on a daily basis, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people watching this kind of stuff on a daily basis. If you have a handful of people that you enjoy then if they are providing you with a Patreon or a method in which to to support them, uh, then that's really and truly the, the almost one way now that that's going to happen. On Twitch, we are lucky to have subscriptions, yep. which goes a long way. Yep. But the majority of the income for the majority of streamers donations. still is in tips slash donations Community slash whatever money, you want to call it, which is, again community money whether it's on patreon or game wisp or whatever for subscriptions or donations or tips or whatever you want to call it that's where people get their money it's the community 
paying for it. Yes, they are technically providing you free content because the stream is available for everybody or the YouTube video is available for everybody or what or iTunes is available for everybody. But at the end of the day, if you want to if you enjoy that content and you want to see that continue, if you've if you're able to give $5 a month as a singular individual, if people looked at that and now that obviously that means that you can't give $5 to every content creator no. every month cuz no. then you're then you're like no. well, 100 then you're, you're 100 bucks deep a month and you're paying a second mortgage okay. eventually, but if you've got a dollar and it's once a month, every two months. Maybe you choose one month. I'm going to support these content creators over here because I can afford that. And then... Well, that's what's, on over. that's what's nice about the Twitch Prime, right? Yeah. It's the exact, like, that is why Twitch Prime is so great. You can move it around how you want. You can support people how you want. And they actually receive money for uh, their content. Like, that's just, you know, how it is. So, it's, uh, it's you know, it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's a struggle, because by, by no means are we struggling. But uh, it's... It's more. It's more of a struggle to b- stay positive and and uh, and feel safe uh, for the future on how drastically things have gone downhill for content providers. Unless, of course, you are one of those megastars. You know, whether that's a streamer or a YouTuber, then of course, yeah, you're fine. You know that there. You know whether whether you have community support or not you're you're typically okay yeah but those are those are again we're talking like almost non-existent yeah those are pretty pretty uh pretty small small amount so and even then it's you know uh but uh, yeah I, i guess it is what it is but that's that's the takeaway here as content creators um you have to you know we have to change gears like we have with the podcast and the patreon um, in terms of doing content uh, on the regular to to fund it, um, and and viewers have to change are, are going to have to change gears too because I'll you know we can talk about uh, this as well I guess or, or bring it in. It's like when we uh, did retro verses, and we put retro verses behind a paywall on Patreon for five dollars and higher, mm. and a lot of people were on YouTube. Obviously, not that they need much reason these days. But they were obviously upset about the fact that they couldn't just freely watch this content because it was behind a $5 paywall. Um, So they're going to have to adjust to the fact we're not the first people to do that. We're not going to be the last people to do that. Um, There's some costs built into producing that content. Again, people don't realize that you have to drive over. Jeff's got to like not stream. You've got to not stream. Uh, there's other costs that come into producing. Yeah, content. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, but it's not like you know. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying, but that's not. That wasn't even the. Mo- that, that wasn't, wasn't even the motivation. motivation. It's not motivation. like, damn, you know, Adam needs that yeah. gas money. It's no. like, fuck, we're not poor. I mean, yeah. god damn it, uh, the amount of support that we get from the communities are amazing. pretty fucking insane. You know, by any stretch, we're not fucking broke. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you there comes a, there comes a point where we have to make certain decisions and that was mainly just to drive the Patreon and to give them more bang for their buck. But also it doesn't matter how much money you make or how little money you make. At some point you got to get paid for your work. Like the time that you're putting into something that you could be putting into something else. Like that's, 
that's what it is. That's what it boils down to. But that for for that thing in particular, I mean, it's it's kind of a bad example because we didn't really make the content specifically to <laughs> you know to make the money. We were adding no, it, that doing wasn't. It to but add that's more just but that value. Is adding value of for Patreon, like, which is the ultimate thing there, right? Yeah. You know, we're we're where Patreon is where we're driving people. That's right to pay for the content where advertisement and everything else doesn't anymore. Yeah. That's my point. Well, the right? reality the reality is is the Patreon that we have is going to either make or break lag TV for the future. It's either that is going to do well that's and we're I mean. going to continue to produce content for years exactly. or a year from now it's not and then we're just going to be like, well, if this is not worth our time. We need to do something else or bills are not going to get paid. But that's but the, yeah, yeah. That's so, but, just, and that's what I mean. Yeah. So so to, but to extend on that, it's the, the everything's changing. Yeah. So for content creators as, as we're content creators we've uh, we've done that and then for viewers they have to adjust to that because they're used to getting literally everything for our you know community favorite free 99 <laughs> uh where where they they log in their subscription box on youtube is full up they go watch like three hours of video for free uh so there's a lot of people that don't have cable anymore and it's because of like netflix and youtube and and twitch they, they all of the content is either you know seven ninety nine a month or whatever on Netflix, and the rest of it's free. Mm-hmm. It's the cost of their internet bill. Well, the beautiful thing about it is, is I've at least it is in our community, and I think it's the same in most other communities. I mean, you've even seen it with Philip DeFranco, or yeah. um, there's a an MMA uh, YouTuber. It's it's funny that you that we're talking about this. There's an MMA YouTuber that I watch. His name's MMA Quick Hits, mm-hmm. and he. Dude, I, I've donated him tons of money, like j- just because I listen to his shit every single day. Yeah. And the guy posts like four or five videos a day. And it's like just two to five minute videos about what's going on in in, in uh, the MMA world. So I can just drive my car, listen to his do his shit. Anyway, he made a video and he basically said, like, the the apocalypse is coming because he was making all of his money either through donations that he rarely advertised that you you just find a little link in the description of a video yeah, yeah, yeah. that he didn't even have at the front at the top like he had to click on the fucking down <laughs> scroll and, down and scroll down and find it <laughs> and uh, he said the apocalypse is coming because this is when YouTube uh, started cutting all the all, all the the revenue and I go onto his channel this was like a month ago now it's been over a month yeah and he deleted his channel fucking YouTube channel's gone his YouTube channel was growing at about three or four thousand subs a month. It was doing really, really well. All the views were going up. Everything was great. I still don't fully agree with the decision that he made, but he did the de- he made the decision and he put all of his content on Patreon. So in order for you to watch any video at all, you have to pay twenty bucks a month, which is pretty steep considering there's no levels. It's just mm. like it's twenty bucks oh, entry. Twenty. Yeah, it's just twenty bucks. There's, there's no there's no levels to this oh, shit. There's not a, there's not a lot of people like, that are that it's are like pulling HBO, in. It's like fucking. Mm. It's like ordering HBO. That's, right. That's impressive. So I had to make that decision. Like, damn, do I want to like give this guy? Especially since you know I had to give it him so much before. So I was like, you know what? I watch his shit every single day. It's worth twenty bucks to me. And so I, you know, I, I support his uh, his Patreon and I listen to his content and it's great. And 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 he's happy. Um, I, you know, I obviously don't agree with the decision to delete the channel because I'm always a thing of like, well, if you're growing at three to 4,000 a month, you can find other ways to monetize your viewership other than having ad revenue. But obviously he's not as business savvy as, you know, say you or I that have been in it, that's been in in the game a long time. 
Um, I think what happened is he got scared. You know, you watch your your only source of income fucking drop by 30, 40%, and you get scared and you go, well, you know, people want to watch it so they can pay for it. And yeah, sure, you'll have a steady paycheck, but how long will that last and will that grow? It's kind of hard to grow an audience via Patreon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and page, Patreon, Patreon just did a massive update yeah. here just recently. Uh, by the way, if anybody that works at Patreon listens to this, um, I need you to smack the person that allowed you to use the font because that now, shit. What is were you thinking? Heinous. That is that is just shy of Comic Sans, mm. whatever the fuck that was. Papyrus bullshit. Yeah, it was bad. But they, uh, you know, Patreon is getting bigger and bigger, and this YouTube thing is mm-hmm. putting them through the roof. Hell I, yeah! I would I would love to know the revenue spike they are experiencing right now, dude. With Philip DeFranco alone, that oh money that must be goodness. coming in is something fierce. Oh, it's unbelievable. If you had shares in Patreon right now, it'd be a... Oh, through the roof. be a kumbaya time. Oh, everybody would be singing it. It'd be amazing. <laughs> um, but the, uh, you know, they, they're they they're adding to it and, you know, video only. And, you know, they're probably going to get into live streaming types. Actually, they already have live stream with this update. It's coming. It's in a beta thing right now. Oh, holy shit. Um, I did not realize that. You'll, you'll be able to live stream directly to, like, Patreons only and, and stuff like that. So, wow. like, they're, they're going deep. And they can afford to because they're the leading platform on, you know, the, this content creator, uh, you know, kick where you this might be this. This might be the switch. Falling. This might be the beginning. Well, it is the beginning of a shift where YouTube was such a big presence and everybody had to be there. Yeah. And now content providers are, are, are scared and getting enough confidence to move on to themselves and we're finally communities have been so established that communities want to support yeah. their content providers yeah. and they just want a reason to throw money at the screen, you yeah. know, give them a t-shirt, you know, if you're charging a hundred bucks for a t-shirt, they don't give a fuck, you know, they just want to support you, you know, uh, it's, it's those sort of things. And I think Patreon is going to be a powerful, it already is, but it's going to be an even more powerful uh, force uh, now that YouTube is has been shitting the bed more and more, and if they're bringing streaming in the mix, oh, yeah, and they're bringing you know just like vods and all this other Hell, stuff, we can do some pretty good stuff with Patreon streaming. That'd too. be just insane. Yeah, no, uh, just just thinking about it, most of our like our YouTube viewership from just the podcast stuff is pretty decent. Not not like it's respectable, but most of our stuff comes from iTunes. Like yeah. the majority oh, yeah. of our listenership is yeah, from yeah, iTunes. Yeah. Like we get three or four times the number from iTunes alone. Absolutely. You know, and YouTube, you know, doesn't generate any revenue anymore from what I've seen, at least metrics no. wise. It's no. just tanked. No, I mean, we have, we have a new uh, network now and everything yeah. and, and we'll work with them as best we can to try and navigate the waters that is YouTube, but we're not in YouTube now necessarily to make money. We're in YouTube now to, to just on the off chance that we can get the odd and person roll pretty, through. You guys yeah. have a pretty loyal viewer base on YouTube. Yeah, so we'll we'll always have a good chunk. Oh, and we'll it will see give a spike us, during yeah. Brood War. I mean, yeah, Brood yeah. War will come out. The channel will have a, do a little spike. But so it's you, more of just the, the odd... The odd um, your Jack Sparrow is sailing into the bay right now on the sinking ship. Yeah, to a degree, but it's more about just getting the odd new person that comes into the channel and, and catches the podcast that wouldn't see it anywhere else. That's fair. Right? It's a it's another way yeah, of, of I mean, advertising the, the, the podcast. Life's a Glitch TV, it's the Titanic. The shit is sunk. Yeah. The fucking thing is sunk. It's broken. It's gone. It's going to the bottom of the ocean. Rose is floating it off is, into the it's distance. It's actually at the bottom of the so ocean. So you're James Cameron in the submarine now? Now, now, yeah. we're, now we're the fucking, the dude with the accent that is 
having a lifeboat that's coming around, shining a light in the fucking water going, is anybody alive out there? Can anybody hear me? <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, we'll spot a new little fan that we can throw a life fucking jacket at or one of those circle buoy things that they can grab onto and we can pull them into the boat and bring them somewhere else where we can actually spend some quality time together. So not on the door. No, not on the door. Because the door right now is the comment section of YouTube where you're sitting in there and you're just slowly dying a cold, horrible death. Yeah, and eventually bad. you're just going to close your eyes and never wake up and, and sink, sink to the, the bottom. bottom. It's just really sad times, sad times. I, I wanted, I, I would love to know as a, as a, as a social experiment somewhere, if anybody's ever figured this out, why YouTube is so bad for that shit. Like, what is it specifically about YouTube and the people that, that use it as a, you know, their platform for consuming media that they are so fucking angry about everything all the time. <laughs> and it and it's it's nuts. But it's also it's also weird because it's in pockets. Like for example, uh for example, when we did the E three stuff. The echo chamber on both sides. Uh and we and we just we 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 ribbed everybody because when you watch E three and you sit down and you watch it, it's all kind of a bit of a gong show. Like nobody's sitting there going, Oh, that was that was so well done. Good job out there, guys. Go get them. Like it's always you always kind of poke fun at the stuff that you that you watch. It's half the fun of E3, and everybody does that. You go to like any channel where they're even being more harsh than we were, and everybody is just laughing, having a good time in the comment section. We weren't terribly harsh. Like we no, we we, we held people accountable, but we weren't mean about it. We we're just like, all right, guys, really? Like that's what you're showing us. And then and then yeah, and then we then you go to like our channel. And it was a fucking fire. Like somebody lit a fire in the forest and that shit roared for days on end <laughs> and nobody was there to put it out. Uh, but it's weird to me because on on Twitch, it's like everybody loved it. Everybody had a great time. They enjoyed all the content. Everybody on iTunes and, and, and on yeah, SoundCloud, everybody posted all the comments. Everything's thumbs up. And then YouTube was just... Well, there's there's a reason. Just dumpster fire. I mean, there's a reason for that. One, that it is the vocal minority. So the thing is, is, on YouTube, most people are not conditioned to give positive comments. They just watch the video. They enjoy it. They move on. The majority of people don't even hit the like button unless you're one of those fucking YouTubers is like, hey guys, how's it going on an episode of Night of the Day? Minecraft Hunger Games. And uh, <laughs> what I need for you to do right now is finger bang, blah, 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 like button and don't forget to leave a comment and subscribe. And if you're the first of 25,000 people to hit that like button, then you will have an opportunity to win this Minecraft plushie. <laughs> That's the only way. And it's usually a bunch of fucking 12 years old, 12 year olds that are hitting a like button and leaving a comment like, yay, that was fun. I like the part where you hit somebody from behind and he screamed. That's pretty much YouTube. <laughs> when you're when you're, when you're what on, what are you watching? When you're when you're on a channel like ours, Alrighty. when you're on a channel like ours, or or even if I'm watching like you know my 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 taste in, uh, in YouTube has changed drastically in the last few years. Like now my sure. YouTube is MMA cars and more MMA, and that's pretty much the show. So, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm Jeff was just watching cat videos all day today, you know, or yeah, or, or stuff about like, you know, stock market and shit, just some really fucking boring shit to a lot of people, (laughs) but I'm sitting there watching it and it's an older demographic and an older audience 
So the vast majority of people that are typing in there are like uh, just fucking trolls, dude. Like people, regular ass people that enjoy content on YouTube, they just watch it and walk away. They're like, oh shit, new videos up. I'm gonna watch that. This but guy then pissed me off. I'm gonna trolls. write a goddamn comment. And now. all they want to do is just say they want to hit the dislike button. They fucking hit that shit the moment the shit goes live. They didn't even watch the damn thing. Video's been up for three seconds. Dislike, bitch. <laughs> and they just throw it there. And it they're wasn't like, Starcraft. Yeah. Suck my balls. It's just dislike. It's fucking retarded. Hey, dude, I gave ten thousand dollars to a homeless person. Don't fuck well, you yourself. Should have gave a thousand to ten. You fucking cuck. No, you should. No, it's not that. It's you. Why would you do something nice like that if you're only going to record it? Now you're just doing it for the publicity. You yeah, you're bitch. doing it for the views, motherfucker. Because you're making so much money on YouTube. And the thing Pretty is, sure on that Twitch, homeless guy didn't care. And, no. on, and on Twitch, it's different because you have that interaction and and the people are just conditioned differently. And there's also repercussions for being an asshole. You get fucking banned or you get called out. And it, and that's the show. That's why it's just two totally different things. If we were watching, if, if we were live streaming this on YouTube right now, even on the YouTube live streams, the oh, most nuts. cancerous oh, fucking the shit chat. you'll ever <laughs> see in your life. Right now, they're like, oh, boo hoo, motherfuckers. Boo hoo. Oh, your life's so tough. I fucking work at Walmart greeting doors. <laughs> I'm gonna have to manually. I don't fucking give a fuck. That's I'm, where I'm at right so guys, now, dude. We're looking at the audio levels from here, and as Jeff is doing these voices, usually only one of our mic levels is supposed to go up. We're actually seeing Jeff register on all Good. three of our mics. Good. That's like, how. And that's how. That's how lively he is today. Good. Good. That's how I feel. Now so Adam's just gonna have to work really hard. Up the OBS audio. Fuck editing this shit. Yeah, exactly. I'll be doing it for the next four weeks if yeah, I try stri- and do that shit by stri- hand. Straight up. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I think, I think, and I think some of it too is is it's, that it's the way they're conditioned. It, man. It's it, just a community. All condition. it takes is one person that says something negative, and it spawns. It, it spirals out of control. Or if there's one dislike, then it's just like a magnet. Um, and I just that wanted was to put the two groups in a room together and watch their heads explode. Yeah. Uh, the the the. This is this is the way this is the way I I, I look at it from our position and why it bothers me. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking bitch about it because I I can. Let it go, Adam. I just, just gotta just I gotta let, let go. I gotta let it Unleash. go. Unleash. Let it go. Unleash the beast. It, I gotta let it go. Yes. The thing that bothers me about the vo- I'm gonna sp- say this specifically as to not Tumblr trigger as many YouTube people watching this as possible. Do it. Okay. Do it. The vocal minority, as people like to refer to them as, even when it's the majority, we still refer to them as the minority. But fuck it, we'll call it the vocal minority. <laughs> there you go. Uh, when 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 they uh, when they come from your own community first. See what happened in, at E three. We had a bunch of people that came through that aren't actually part of our channel, of course. And when somebody, and I mean. I, it would, it would affect me, too. If I go to a video that's only been up for, like, five, six hours, and and usually in that period of time, it means, unless you're, like, some massive YouTuber, the only people that are seeing that are the people that are subscribed to that channel, which means the people commenting and liking and doing whatever else are part of the community that takes in this content on a daily basis as it is. 
when those are the people that are shit like verbal diarrhea all up in the fucking uh, comment section and pressing the dislike button and making like when it's when it's early on and there's only 30 likes or dislikes and 10 of them are disliked the bar looks fucking crazy mm. the comments are all like you know not all of them but a lot of them when mm. there's only 15 comments mm. and and five or seven of them are shit yep. <laughs> uh, then what happens is when somebody who isn't part of your community shows up the fuck th- how does that look then they hop on nine times out of ten the negative side it's the witch hunt baby and it fuck because it's the witch hunt at that it's point the witch hunt but if somebody comes into the community and they see the and it's all positive out of the gate it is way harder for them to want to go in well because they stand out too and right yeah, and people be, are like dude what negative. the fuck man shut the fuck up dude yeah, everybody exactly. it's, this is a nice place so that's actually been my my struggle with wanting to even post anything on youtube these days is that our own community the vocal minority uh china uh is is the are the ones that are actually hamstringing us when we get new people into the channel because they're fucking every up for everybody else. Like they come in, they shit all over the place. There's lots of people that watch that enjoy well, it. This Starcraft that don't like like the video in terms of clicking the button or they don't comment, but they this is yeah whatever. they're enjoying it. Yeah, they're enjoying yeah. it, and that is truly the yeah, majority dude. of people. But for those people, just fuck off. Yep. Just go. Go watch so many people. We just discussed this. YouTube has so many content creators that they have to fuck everyone in the ass after 48 hours. So just go and find anybody. Anybody else. Stop coming to the channel if you desperately don't like things that we produce. Like, it's not hard. And I appreciate that you want us to do what we used to do. But all you're doing now is making it harder for us to do stuff that we enjoy, that other people enjoy, because we're not some massive fucking channel where your fucking bullshit gets buried to the bottom. This isn't Imager or or Reddit where downvoted comments just go to the fucking bottom because that doesn't exist on YouTube anymore. Everybody's just lovely on YouTube. So I wasn't supposed to be going to all the viewers' houses and like sitting them in a chair and duct taping their eyes open to force them to watch all the content. Oh my god. I was not told that in the memo. Yeah. It's a fucking dumpster well, fire. That, that is that is the reason why Total Biscuit do, do, disables his comments because he <laughs> just doesn't want to fucking deal with it, and I don't blame him. I mean, it's just that's just how it is. I don't, I don't, I it, it's dumb. It's just dumb. But you know what, dude? I don't, I don't even bother complaining about it anymore because it doesn't affect my life. It doesn't affect my income. It doesn't affect my mood. It doesn't affect anything. They want to go there. They want to dislike a video. I don't give a fuck. I just don't care. Like it does. It literally doesn't bug me. I just smile and I just walk usually down to the basement to make more content. And that's the show. Shall we? It's a sad thing. Shall we segue to more positive topics? Sure. Just one last fuck you. Go, <laughs> go, go, go! Fuck yourself, San Diego. Oh shit, San Diego. Uh, I don't even know A how we got vagina. all the way over onto that topic, but it happened. How, how long have we been going? I don't, I don't know. know. Does it matter? No, doesn't okay. matter. We've got two weeks of podcast to make up for tonight, so it's, you know it is what it oh, is. We're going long, boys. I don't Girls, know. that's what she said. We get get that up there. Mm. The Viagra, get it mm. going. Um, yeah, uh, 
I don't know how we got there. Well, what else can we talk about? Let's let's change let's let's change topics. Yeah, let's do that. Can you tell we're prepared? Yeah, we're super prepared. How do you super like Canada? Today. Um, <laughs> for the for the first for the first twenty four hours you've been here, uh, most of which you've spent indoors. How do you enjoy Canada? I've been in Canada a lot of times before, <laughs> just here. I mean, it's literally like America light, just more suburban and bagged milk. Okay, okay, well, that's fair. How did how did you like Baby Driver? Oh, yeah. can we go spoiler free on this? I guess we should probably do that. Uh, of course, since of course. it's new. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even no matter what we talk about, it'll be pretty. It, it'll be pretty hard to spoil the movie because again, it was. So either way, we all went to watch Baby Driver today. Um, it was uh, definitely. I, I, would you say it matched the hype from what like we were building up to in the earlier it podcast? Did, no, it didn't. It didn't match my expectation because my expectations were getting very, very high. Every review was just I mean, like throwing this up. Yeah, like, like four days ago, I would have went into this movie and left going, "Wow, okay, that was that was good. That was really good." Yeah, and today I left going, "That was really good." You know, it's just a different type of subtle difference. Yeah, um, it was there was enough action to appease me. I would have liked a little bit more car chases. Um, I thought that some of the romantic stuff in it was a little. It was more art house than action. Exactly. It was kind of conveyed a little differently in the trailers. Yeah, it was it was pretty artsy fartsy, but the music was incredible. The uh, just the way it was filmed, very stylistic. Very, it was a fun. I think I was we never all bored. left the theater very satisfied. Yeah, I was never bored. I was never looking at my watch like, when is this going to end? Um, I really like Jamie Foxx's character too. I, I liked every, all the characters. I yeah. thought they, I thought they were really, really. I thought Kevin Spacey did a great job. I think John Hamm just like John he, Hamm, took, he took it away from me. Like well, it was, he well, wasn't in the movie super a lot, but he was amazing. Yeah, and I thought he was gonna ham it up, but yeah, he didn't do no, it. He, he did didn't really ham well. it up. He he did a really really good job. Um. Yeah, it was just solid. I, I I give it, you know, if I had it rated at a ten, I was I, I'm at an eight, um, and that's pretty good considering how high my expectations were. Um, Jeff and I were talking about this on the way back from the movie. Um, had I gone in blind after just seeing the trailer and had watched this movie, I probably would have given it like a nine out of ten. But after having read a lot of the reviews and having seen the movie hyped up. Um, I'm probably going to give it an 8 out of 10 because the hype from the reviews actually took a little bit away from yeah, the movie yeah, me for too. me. Um, as I was watching the movie, it, again, I love the movie. Great movie. Um, just coming out of it, I, I felt like I got something different than I was expecting going in. Mm. And it wasn't in a bad way. you know. Effectively, based on everything we saw, I was expecting more of an action movie you know, with a, with a banging soundtrack, you know, ensemble cast of great actors. Um, I got a little bit more art, like I was saying, earlier, I got a little bit more of an art house flick, a little bit more focus on like a different aspects of the story than the trailers conveyed. And it wasn't bad. Lovely movie. Yeah. What was what I loved about it is that it's unlike any other movies yeah. that I've seen in a long time. It's very original. Uh, and that's just because of how stylistic it, it really was. Um, Edgar Wright just. Yeah, he knocked out. He was the real star of the movie. I mean, it was it had him all over it, and that's what made it great. It was the script was smart. There was some funny dialogue. It was it wasn't over forced. Nobody like you know hammed it in. Um, There's a lot of big stars in there, and it didn't feel like I was watching those stars play these characters. It, it, I mean, you know, Jamie Foxx maybe a little bit, but it was just a good 
time. It was original. The soundtrack. It, all the, oh it was God. the music. It, now that I'm talking about it more, I'm starting to like like it even more yeah. that I'm talking about it. I just left the theater going, oh, that was it. You know, it was like you, it, it's, everyone it, hyped it up so much. You're expecting it's, more. It's like it's like um, it's like if I'm going to a nice steakhouse, I'm really I'm like looking forward to this date night going to a steakhouse. I didn't eat all day and I'm just like fucking uh, I'm holding this in. I go to the steakhouse. I have the steak. I have my lobster and steak and I have a dessert and then I leave. But I'm not overly I'm, I'm not overly full. Like I, I, I enjoyed the meal. But I could literally go to McDonald's right now and just grab a quick double cheeseburger just to finish just a, off just my my appetite. You know, it's like it's like having a really good meal it, when you go to a fancy restaurant and they give you a little tiny fucking proper portion and you're like, I want my American sized portion. What is this? But it was so fucking good that that's baby driver for me. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I I thought it was uh, I thought it was fucking awesome. Are they. I agree that it didn't match what, how they were promoting it, but at the same time, I feel like if they had promoted it for what it was, it wouldn't have gotten as many people in the theater yeah, as, yeah, yeah. As, as they did. Yeah. So I can appreciate why they did it the way they did it. Oh, yeah. I can um, agree with that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked... I lo- okay, I liked Jamie Foxx's character. I wish it wasn't Jamie Foxx. Who do, who do you wish it was? Literally anyone other than Jamie Foxx because he stood out like a sore thumb. He kind of went too hard. Like he he went a little too hard with it, but it was just the fact that he was Jamie Fox. Like 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 you like you said, it was full of stars, but I didn't feel like I was watching a room full of high end you know actors, except for Jamie Fox. Yeah, and he it's because Jamie Jamie Fox is just. Uh, it's hard for Jamie Foxx to hide himself being Jamie Foxx but, but in a movie. O- but that's okay. In a movie like this, I don't need him to hide that. I, in a movie like this, it's okay. He, he plays, kept you on edge. He plays a gangster. He, you no, know, he did it very well. I'm not I'm not uh, knocking yeah, anything. He fucking he did was, exactly... I hated him, I'm which having means some, he I'm did well. I'm having some trouble differentiating what you're saying. Like, he was my favorite Jamie Fox, bad character, guy out of all of Jamie Foxx, the actor or the character written that Jamie Foxx is playing. The actor. Okay. Like, and not because he did it poorly. I want to be very fucking clear about that. It's just like he overshadowed the He did the really role. well. I hated him in the movie, which meant he did well. He did his yeah. job. The, it, was, it was that everyone else as an actor blended in, oh, which, like, with, which given the style of this movie, you don't want the people in the movie necessarily to take away from the 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 movie itself, if that makes sense. It makes sense. And he he was the one actor that he's kind of the bad Photoshop job. Out of, yeah, like he he's the one that drew me out, not because it was poorly done or anything like that, but just he drew me out of it, where everyone else seemed to somehow. For uh, whatever well, reason, fit in. Well, Jamie Foxx is also probably the biggest star there. I mean, besides Kevin Spacey, but oh, Kevin, yeah. the, but, but I mean, Kevin Spacey played. He wasn't a, like a top bill character. Exactly. I mean, he, Kevin, he was perfectly cast yes, for, for that did, role. He did, he did what he was supposed um, to do. Yeah, yeah. perfectly. He couldn't have picked a better character. And he didn't try and guy. steal any show. No, Kevin Spacey's just, always been like consummate he when he plays it. his role. He's, yeah. a, he's a seasoned actor. He yeah. he went in there and he he knew what he had to do. What I liked about Jamie Foxx so much is that if there was a character that it is okay to recognize, you know, kind of like having the rock in a movie where it's like, you know, it's the fucking rock, but it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a character that doesn't necessarily take itself too seriously. Although it is a serious movie with some serious tones, 
it's just still a it's supposed to be a fun time just judging by the 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 music i mean the music alone takes you out of the movie i mean you're 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 listening to like mega hits the the entire time in a movie like uh, Suicide Squad, where you're hearing those mega hits, that takes you out of the movie on like, a bad. Going, you're like, a, what is going on? On a bad level, right? Yeah. You're like, I shouldn't be taken out of this because I want to be in this world. I, I don't. I don't need to see fucking you know the these char- Will Smith's character with Queen in the background. I, I give me give me Hans Zimmer score like make, yeah. like I want to be in this movie. What the fuck? But this movie in particular. I think that it's okay to have a guy like Jamie Foxx in there doing what Jamie Foxx does because it this is one of those movies that it's okay to to know that that's Jamie Foxx and he's playing a gangster and he's doing these gangster things and some of the jokes are a little funnier because it's Jamie Foxx mm. saying it. I think that this movie holds okay to that. If it was something more serious like, I don't know, like even even a Fast and the Furious movie where you see these characters like, what the fuck, man? That's Tyrese Gibson or whatever. And, you know, you don't really care. You know, it's Tyrese, but you don't really care because the movie doesn't take itself overly serious. It's not like we're watching True Detective and it's got these serious tones and you're like, fuck, you got da- Jamie Foxx in there, you know, uh, chucking jokes. So that's why I was OK with it. But I do see where you're coming from. I do totally see it because he's definitely out of all the actors, he's definitely the guy that you're going, okay, Jamie, you know, dial it back a little. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, you know. But I I get I get your point. I'm just trying to make the argument that this is a movie that it's okay. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I I just yeah. So again, without spoiling anything, it's not. Luckily, this isn't a movie that really spoils one. Even if it's spoiled, you kind of you definitely need to watch it. Yeah, but but we're not mentioning it's kind of it's kind of hard to to spoil anything. But uh, the um, I I just yeah, I, I loved the use of music. Mm-hmm. I, I actually want it, to talk about that a bit too. Yeah, I, I, uh, the first it was the first thing I noticed in the first mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. Uh, which is a dope supercut. Yeah, it was a long oh, one. Yeah. Um, that uh, a couple of just that was fucking so well done. But the music and and even again, the audio I'm engineering sp- outside of the music itself, how they how they use the sound to make this it. this. Uh, if, if you're gonna go watch this, do me a favor. Treat this movie, this is going to sound really weird to people, maybe, uh, if you've ever seen this, treat this movie like Airplane. Uh, you got Leslie Nielsen, I, yeah. I'm sure you're serious, don't call me Shirley. That whole shit, no, Jeff? No? no. Okay. I know the movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sounds, sounds white. Um, uh, it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. It's hilarious. So the, Beautiful movie. So Airplane, I want you to treat it like Airplane if you don't know the reasoning for it, because so much happens in the background that isn't supposed to be the thing that you notice Mm -hmm. but if you pay attention Mm -hmm. you get rewarded it's not that it's integral to what's going on but in the opening scene if you only did it for the opening 15 minutes of that movie oh it's really it's really it will fuck you you were going to be like in the first 15 minutes and i think they did that because they want you to be ready for what's about to happen because even bullet shots and skid marks and so window in, wipers. In it's the cinematography of the whole thing. And yeah. you can tell you when they were filming realize it. they yeah. put a lot of effort into when it. When they were filming the movie, they guaranteed had the music playing in the oh, background. Yeah. And the characters would do things 
to go along with the movie. So very, very cool. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. With so the- one of the things with the sound track and the sound engineering, personally, um, there's one movie out there that I could like. I could listen to the soundtrack and I would be able to follow through in my head exactly the movie. And that was <laughs> that was Tron Legacy with the Daft Punk soundtrack. Right, 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 you yeah. listen to that soundtrack, you can know the movie. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't quite like that, but I felt the soundtrack was so much more connected in this movie, specifically because of what you guys just mentioned. Like, you could be watching the scene and you'll know, hear the song playing, and you know you'll see you'll see the bullet timings will match the beat of the song. You'll see certain interactions in the environment will match off with whatever's going on in the music walking through doors every yeah, every, every, every like touch, very meticulous every, everything is even some the of the beat. movements but the thing is the movements didn't seem overly forced every like they played it off really naturally and the way they were like doing it, and i was just like like this with this movie without the soundtrack would be notably different and it would be way less of a movie without it. It wouldn't be yeah. as fun. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, the whole, so, like, that was the whole, the, the, the whole movie we was tied bad. it together. Was, yeah. I was just like, uh, my, that's the part of the movie this, that blew my this mind. This movie had literally nothing to do with almost anything that happened in the entire movie, except for the cinematography, the soundtrack, and, and then the, uh, and then the, the general. And there's like a lot of character. little things like, you know, so one of the main characters, he wears earbuds all the time, but the audio engineering changes in the movie. So like as earbuds and you know, if he takes out the earbuds, the way the movie sounds actually changes. Like when it only goes in on one ear, the sound changes when someone else puts in an earbud, the sound changes, you know, know, based on what he's hearing. So it's like crazy. You know, what reminded me of the use of the, uh, of the music and everything else. It Mm -hmm. reminded me like I was watching an action movie musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was on That'll Broadway, work. like it was Broadway where mm-hmm. they where they have like a guy out back on on a snare kit and a guy on a piano that literally only like does a fucking like rim shot and a piano jab every time somebody taps their fucking feet. Like that was basically what I was watching in movie form mm-hmm. uh, the whole time, and and uh, that was the coolest part for me. So that whole thing was. You know what I was, what I was into. I wasn't the story was whatever. It was all secondary to Baby, and um, and how his character affected the cinematography yeah. and the musical use and everything. So that when I was pulled out by Mr. Fox, that's what was what was so a, a throw off. Let's for me. talk about uh, the Jackie Chan movie that's coming oh, out. Fucking ready for some Jackie Chan. The Foreigner. Did you watch that? Did you Whoa! watch that trailer, Adam? I actually have a fucking question right I did. on the trailer. I wasn't sure who the foreigner was. Was it Jackie Chan or Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. It's both. Oh, They're both the foreigner. They're both the, the foreigners. foreigners. I, the trailer was the trailer was dope. Like oh, that yeah, was, was straight well like classic Jackie Chan yeah. with classic Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna watch Jackie Chan fuck some shit up. Well, this here's the great. well. This is the thing that uh, that okay. I Meet agree. With, I agree with half of what you said. It does look dope. But it's not classic Jackie Chan, and that's what I loved about it. What do you mean it. it's not classic Jackie Chan? There's all nothing the- Jackie Chan like in that trailer. We're, we're talk- when we say the- classic, we're going like we're going 70s, 80s here. Like we're not we're not going work. 90s, early. I'm not 2000s. talking Rush Hour. I'm talking we're, like yeah. Police Story. Well, I mean, even still, I mean, a lot of his, a lot of Jackie Chan, basically almost every single Jackie Chan movie that I can remember is is a fun action comedy, not necessarily in the dialogue, but in his moves. Every All of the fighting in most Jackie Chan movies 
are not serious. It's not like you've got really serious toned music and he's fucking there killing somebody or beating the fuck out of someone. It is like, whoa, I slipped. Whoa, look at that. Boom, boom, boom. Whoa. And he's doing it. Even the way, he, <laughs> even the way he rolls, he jumps off things, the way he lands. This is Jackie Chan and it's, take him. It's a very light, yes. lighthearted action. What I loved about this is we're seeing a different side to Jackie. He's he's older. He, it is it is Jackie Chan's taken, but there wasn't any comedy in his moves at all. It, you know, it seems like his daughter was killed, and he's it's distraught. Pissed. He's mad. He's angry. He wants to know and, who the bombers were, and he wants to know what's up. And when and the fight scenes that I've seen is there is zero comedy, and it's him literally beating the fuck out of people. And and not taking no for an answer. That's what gets me excited about the trailer. Yeah, that's what really fucking. Well, does that's it why me. I was saying that's like when I say classic Jackie Chan, I'm talking '80s. His '80s shit was dark. His dark, serious, fuck yeah. people up shit. I mean, uh, okay, sure. I mean, can you guys name me three '80s Jackie Chan movies? Probably not. Well, the Police Story franchise. Oh yeah. come on, you're gonna give you know, give me one franchise. And a lot of police are, and even one franchise. How, how do you know how long it takes to do like an entire movie franchise? It's not like it's not like you just crank out fucking three movies and just be like, all right, well that was three all years. Right, all right, sure. sure. <laughs> all right, sure. I mean, anybody, anybody. But Drunken Master was like any, that too. Any, Drunken Master was pretty serious. Rumble yeah. in the Bronx. Some of those. Rumble in the Bronx is kind of where yeah, that know, was a transition over to more comedy. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, sure. But yes, I appreciate the fact that he's done mostly yeah. comedic stuff for a long time because he he enjoys doing things that everyone can watch. Yeah, and he understand. likes the family movies, and he and he's a big slapstick guy. He loves Charlie Chaplin and uh, and all that stuff. That you know he's and he does that amazingly well. I fucking love Jackie Chan for that reason. Is that who else can choreograph a fight that's hilarious and also like the, the unique the unique ways in which he figures out how to use the environments and, and everything is, is absolutely incredible. But now we get to see that applied back into a serious tone, uh, with Pierce Brosnan, who I fucking love. I, I know that's a weird actor to choose, but I just can't hate Pierce Brosnan. Uh, and can't say I like Pierce at all. And it's the director <laughs> apparently from GoldenEye. So Pierce and guy from GoldenEye, the, his only really good Bond movie, uh, have gotten back together uh, with the with Jackie Chan on the side. I'm I'm good to go. GoldenEye? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I thought GoldenEye it, director. Okay, so he also directed Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he did GoldenEye as well. So my body is ready. Yeah, I mean, I mean the direct. I mean Casino Royale. I wasn't even Casino expecting Royale that, and is, I, I saw that trailer drop, and I was just like, Casino Royale is the best Bond movie ever made. It shits on GoldenEye. It's absolutely Sh- fire. literally shits on the movie. Casino Royale is incredible, yeah. and knowing that this is the it same director, Casino Royale wasn't written by a monkey. Well, that well, too. It was original, <laughs> it was the original Ian Fleming stuff. That was, that was one of the first Bond. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casino Royale is incredible. It just looks great. I, I love the serious tone to it. Um, I love the fact that Jackie Chan is getting his own Taken franchise. Everybody else is doing <laughs> it. You know, Denzel Washington can do it. Fucking, uh, you Liam know, Neeson's Liam daughter can Neeson. get kidnapped like three times. Yeah, why not give it to uh, to Jackie and Chan? And you know what the nice thing is? Whenever Jackie Chan jumps a fence, we're not going to need 56 cuts to see him do it like yeah. Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah. It's not a thing that is painful. I love Liam Neeson's. He's my shit. But my God, is it painful to watch him do an action scene? I don't think it was. I don't think that was necessarily him so much as a cinematographer. I think it's also the fact that he's, he's also six old. foot five and old. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's a good a good chunk of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> we just need to take like each frame as he's not screwing it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just as he so, hobbles over it. I'm uh, moving on to the next one. Uh, Jumanji. Did you guys watch that? I did not see that. Um, yes. And uh, can I be honest with you? Yes. I love, the, I love the. I love. Well, I. I. Yeah, that's a stupid question, but uh, I love. I love the Rock. I'd let. I'd let the Rock hit it. You know, eight ways to Sunday. All right. Jumanji does not need to be redone, and it does not need to be redone the way they're doing it. No, uh, <laughs> I don't get why they I'm, needed to redo it. The Robin Williams one was solid. Uh, I'm, well, they, well they, they're redoing it because it's what Hollywood does. Yeah, and, well, Hollywood. And nobody comes up with any more ideas or nobody wants to take a chance on new ideas. Give us more baby drivers. Uh, I, I, you know what, man? I have to agree with you. Uh, I am I am also a huge rock fan. I hope he runs for president in 2020 and he wins. The Rock is probably the most charismatic and nice dude I have ever not seen in real life ever. I mean, The Rock is literally, he is transcending the world in ways that I didn't even know possible. Grown ass <laughs> men cry when they see The Rock. And yeah. for good reason. Yeah. I might even shed a tear yeah. if I were to see The Rock. He's like a big fucking likable teddy bear that you Absolutely. just want to be friends with. All right. So, yes. oil. But although I can be okay with Baywatch and I did watch it and I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was kind of funny and it was uh, watchable. It was watchable. This here is just bad. It looks bad. It's I I, I it, it seems way more complicated than what it needs to be. It didn't need to be done. A bunch of kids find that. Okay, let me just I'll give you guys the synopsis here for those listening that haven't had a chance to watch the trailer and for you panic. Bunch of high school kids. High school now. High school kids. So it's a bunch of 34-year-old actors. Got it. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> All right. What, what do these 34-year-old high school kids so, do, Jeff? A bunch of these 34-year-old high school kids, they all get in trouble. You've got the jock. You've got the nerd. You've got the hot girl, and you've got the fucking girl that's hot that doesn't know she's hot. So Jungle Breakfast Club? The girl next door. Pretty much. Perfect. Got it. Where's okay. Emilio Estevez? So there it is. Where does he fit into this? They all, they're all in trouble, and they have detention. Okay. So what they have to do for their detention is clean out the fucking basement of the school or some big ass room that has a bunch of shit in it. So still Jungle Breakfast Club. Got it. And so they stumble upon a video game. Video game that now. looks oh, like that was it looks Star like Fox 2? an Atari. It literally looks like an Atari. All the right. guy's like, oh, what is this? A video game. And they hook it up to one of those old, you know, TVs that the schools have. And the character, all the high school kids are like, oh, okay, so there's character select. And you don't see the faces of any of the people. It's just the names. What happened to so a good old-fashioned board game, man? Each person grabs a character. The black guy grabs the black guy, even though they don't know or whatever. They grab each. <laughs> Next thing you know, when they click start and they start the game, their bodies get sucked into the TV and they fall into the video game and... Next thing you know it, the 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 big black jock is now the skinny black Kevin Hart. And the fucking like Hawaiian dude that kind of looks Hawaiian maybe is now the rock. And he's you know, he was the nerd and now he's got really big muscles and he's fucking the rocks like, oh, my God, look at my fucking biceps and all this shit. So and Jungle girl, Breakfast Club Tron edition. The girl is the girl. And then one of the girls is Jack Black. And she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? I'm a, I'm a middle-aged man. 
and then it's and then let this shitty CGI ensue, and then they realize that they are in a video game and they have special abilities and powers, and so they have superhuman strength and they can do crazy things. And you know, Kevin Hart says one funny line at the end, and that's the show. So all you've confirmed is that I am not going to watch this movie. Oh, I'm going to watch it. But You're going to punish okay, yourself for I, this? Can I say something about, about about the Rock here for a second? Why are you encouraging Hollywood, Jeff? Can, can well, that's we... the thing. Miyagi, that's the thing. It sounds funny, but when you're watching it and go and watch the trailer, if you haven't already, if you're listening to this on iTunes, go pause the podcast and, and, and watch it. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of the video game and it being kind of modernized because who the fuck uses board games? I mean, if a bunch of teenagers found a board game, they're not going to go, oh my God, let's let's sit down in a circle and fucking play Dungeons and Dragons. They're just not going to do that. If it's a video game, sure, it may pique their interest. Or if it's on an iPad, sure. That, okay, I get that. I get it. But it just seemed way too convoluted and 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 just overthought. It, it, and... And that's fine. It just seems like it's implemented poorly. It just uh, it doesn't look good. The CGI does not look good. The fucking chemistry doesn't even look good. Like no. I know The Rock and Kevin Hart can do well together. I watched Central Intelligence. It wasn't a good movie, but they're funny together. They're funny dudes. But I don't know. Jack Black looks like he Why he needs though? to take a shit the whole time. And the random girl there is just there because she's a hot chick. It just. I don't I don't like it. Can The Rock slow his roll on these shit movies for a second? Because The Rock was on fire for a while with his selections, and now he is he is veering off on trying this, to do all sorts of different on like, this weird course that I can't follow him down. <laughs> like I'm Padme. I can't follow him. You're breaking my heart. Uh, like it, that's what I feel like with the rock It's like, what are you fucking doing right now, bro? Slow up. You know, you, 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 you've been, you've been taking the world by storm and now you're, you're doing fucking Baywatch and Jumanji. Like just ease up there. Tooth fairy. Let's not go back down that road. We've, we've already did this. You paved your, your career early on with, with blood, sweat and tears of shit movies. And now you don't have to do them anymore. Why are you doing this? He's doing it because he's getting all the scripts that aren't good enough to have legitimate movie stars as in like, you know, a, even though he is a legitimate movie star. I mean, he's probably the biggest movie star on the planet right now. No joke. He holds the box office fucking numbers. The guy oh, got paid oh, like $80 oh, million dollars last year. The oh, guy, yeah. He's, oh, he's yeah. literally the actor. But the thing is, he's not like a, a prestigious actor. He the the Hollywood is giving him the scripts that only work if the rock is in them. Yeah, pretty that much. Nobody else can carry because only the rock can make it look fun. And that's the show. But the rock is soon going to find out if he keeps making these fucking half ass. His fucking power is no longer going to be no. what it was before. It's just not. I don't care how big of a social media presence You're you are. You're your brand. Bro. You can only make so many watchable movies exactly before people right? stop watching because because you know a movie like hercules that i didn't like at all and i went and i saw it because it's the rock and that I was left a stylistic going, try that though. i went and i was like okay whatever i let that shit slide because it's the rock i'm like fuck you know hey the rock had some good liners it's the rock he's cool he's fun to watch on screen i yeah. didn't hate my life it was anybody else i would want to kill myself but that was great and then i saw baywatch and i saw the same thing you know hey it's not bad it's not it's it's decent 
decent watch, but it start it there's more of these like decents. And I, and I'm not getting enough like, oh, let's go. So once he does, he's going to be in a Marvel movie soon. He's got he's filming um what is he filming right now that's uh going to be that looks to be pretty good. Um Oh, somebody will say it in chat. I forget it now, but he's literally in the middle of filming. The guy's working twenty four seven. I haven't watched Ballers or anything, so I don't know, um, you know what that show is like. But that does well, so apparently yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, uh, no, he's not doing Black Adam right yet. Rampage, there it is. So yeah, he's doing Rampage. Black Adam, he's he's filming. I think next they have a they have this. They're working on the script now, and he's signed for it. They just haven't started it yet. So yeah, I mean, um, no, hopefully there is never a Baywatch two, but sure. The Rock is just great. I just soon, Jumanji. No, coming soon to a theater new, near you. Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Mrs. Doubtfire Two. Don't, don't. We need a we. You know what I would like to see rocking a Jingle All the Way remake. Ooh, now that would be a good one. Who 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 would you have him play against? I, I think because I think the Rock would take on the role of Arnie, but yeah, who would his nemesis be? As long as it's not Kevin Hart, I don't fucking care. No, it would have to be somebody like, uh, ooh, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, it's, 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 how ethnic does the movie have to be? I don't think we need to go, it's, it's like, <laughs> just go with whoever you think could best fill the role, ethnic or not. Uh, go with family. Well, who was the Diesel. original, who was the original, like, uh, it was Tim Allen and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was it Tim Allen? No, uh, I'm mixing up movies. No, it was um, the well, there was okay. There was two characters. There was fucking uh, Sid or whatever his name is. The fucking black dude. Um, yeah. Oh, dude. Sid, no, it wasn't Cedric the Entertainer. Or, uh, it was fucking um, Sinbad. 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 Holy crap. crap. I think he is. Oh, there you go. Jingle all the way. Right <laughs> yeah, you have it right there. Yeah, dude. It's one of my one of my favorite Christmas, my second favorite Christmas movie of all time, the perennial holiday classic, Jingle All the Way. Um, oh, it's that it's that fucking dude that I can never. Uh, he looks like Tim Allen, but I can never figure out his name. I have no idea who that is. You don't know who that is? The fucking, he's got that. See. He's got that voice, like yeah, yeah. Merry what? Christmas. Uh, what? Oh, this this guy that here, fucking dude. Oh, so basically, what we need is we need a pretentious asshole dad. Yeah, right. Uh, you know what? I you know you know who I think would be would, would Kevin James. Kevin James. Um, <laughs> Kevin James. I, actually, I think no. uh, Kevin James the Rock. Would I be think hilarious. Kevin Spacey would be a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, well, I don't think Kevin James does pretentious well enough. Or or Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. That's it right there. Didn't Alan, Alan Rickman pass away? Rickman. Wait, that's Alan Rickman. No, that's not Alan Rickman. You guys are high as fuck. Dude, I got to find this guy's name then. What? However, Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman rest would, in be, peace, would be a fucking good one. Rest in peace yeah. would have been fantastic. Oh, yes. Alan. Okay. So I've seen Alan Rickman. Yes. Alan Rickman would a good one. Um, no, I, I actually think, you know, who would be really good um, that would bring some badass to it, too, is uh, Mel Gibson. I think Mel yeah, Gibson. Yeah, they've been bringing him back in. I think we Mel Gibson versus The movie. Rock would be fucking cool. We saw that trailer for the other movie today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Will Ferrell. Daddy's yeah. Home 2. There was a Daddy's Home 1? Yeah, yeah. You didn't see that? Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, it's funny, too. I'm going to have to go watch oh, that. Oh, it's funny. It's really funny. I liked it. Oh, Phil Hartman, Phil apparently. Hartman? Is that who it is? That's his name, see, I don't yeah. even know his name. 
but yeah, I, I I think Mel Gibson would be a fun one. Oh, uh, what's? Oh my God, I can't. Oh Jesus, I just had it and it's gone because you said Phil Hartman and it just left my mind. Um, who's the uh, the guy who was uh, who who did Arrested Development, but he also starred in it? Jason Bateman? No. Joe Blue? No, who? Um, I don't who know. Do I don't watch Arrested. There's a lot of people in Arrested Development. Uh, the guy, the, the, the magician. Oh, um, he played the good boy Lego Batman. What's his freaking name? Will Arnett. Yeah, oh, Will, Will Arnett. Arnett would be a good yeah, Will boy. Arnett. Will Arnett would really, be great. That's the yeah, best yeah. one. That's the best one. Uh, Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett would be great. He also plays Batman in Lego, Lego Batman. Batman. Yeah, he's yeah. hilarious. I think he could do that role. Yeah, oh, yeah Will Arnett would actually be a really good one. That's it's a five thousand dollars suit. <laughs> Ten thousand dollars suit. <laughs> but yeah, Jingle Jingle All. That's a good one, man. I could I could definitely picture The Rock. Uh, being in a good why hasn't the rock been in a good christmas movie yet yeah yeah the one with the kid all of the motherfucking like mothers would be taking it's their coming. kids don't worry to it'll the happen. theater to watch the rock it'll happen in a fucking santa suit i just feel like jacked up to fuck i just feel like christmas movies are what you do when you're on the way out no they the people do them all the time uh, everyone's got that one yeah. christmas movie but you don't do jingle on the way all the way when you're not on the way out <laughs> well i mean you're doing jumanji i mean true I mean, he's True. doing Jumanji. I think, you know, or, or or do a Santa Claus remake or something. Bring Santa Claus with muscles, like the like Hulk Hogan's movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Arnie. Did, that would be so. Ar- that'd be such. Jingle all the way is per- Jingle all the way. He did nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Literally, Jingle all movies. the way would be fucking amazing if yeah. you put the rocks. I think there. we need more like holiday movies like this because we don't really get that shit anymore. No, we don't get the comedy. No, ones we get where you know, we get raunchy fucking all it is is girls in the movies yeah. type shit. Yeah, you know, girls' night out. Fucking yeah, let's make fucking. Don't let's, go on that tip again. You know, let's let's <laughs> let's go ahead and make some baked goodies, but we're gonna turn them into penises instead. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. And we're gonna put the frosting on the tip of the penis and make it look like it's come. I hope Santa doesn't come early, if and, you know what I mean. And then we'll get my blind mother to come in the room and she'll eat them, and it'll be funny because she won't know that she's eating nah. a jizz penis. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. That's ho- <laughs> that's literally Hollywood. I just came up with a scene for Hollywood right Done. there. And if I see it in a movie, they're getting sued. Millions. Straight up. Millions. Hmm. And oh. millions! Of Sorry, I had to make people. that rock that rock reference. Come on, uh, man. It's a $10,000 suit. So, <laughs> I think that's pretty much it for for movie, uh, yeah. like, new stuff that came out. Um, yeah, I don't know, think there's anything. Coming. Homecoming's week. coming, but we're going to see that next week. Yeah, so I'll talk about that. I'll be in Las Vegas. Uh, what about that Will Ferrell movie that's like the, the fucking casino shit? Oh, that just looks horrible. On a scale there, of one to bad. There is absolutely a zero chance that I'll ever watch that movie. <laughs> I, it won't, it won't, I won't even watch it on Netflix. Like, <laughs> oh, I, shit. And it's a fucking movie about gambling. For Christ's sake, and I love salty, and I love me some casino movies, but there is a zero problem. I hate that fucking chick that's in the movie. What's her face? The girl off SNL. Oh, the girl that was opposite Tina Fey. She is not funny. No, she's not. She's just not funny. No. She's she's always got these stupid fucking. I think faces. she's okay. Amy Poehler, I think she came, no, 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 Amy Poehler. no, Kristen Wiig. No, not oh, she's funny. Oh yeah, I know. I uh, say, I like, who are you talking about? I, I, I don't remember. I fucking know her name because I hate her. Not Amy Poehler. No. Uh, uh, well, maybe it is. I don't know. The one um, Parks and Rec or someone else? It is Amy Poehler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Parks and Rec is Amy yeah. Poehler. Yeah. 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 So I. Uh, oh, I, I thought you were saying Amy Schumer. Oh, no. Not oh, Schumer. No, no, no. Amy Poehler. Yeah. So I, I think that um, 
I think that she's funny, just not for me. There's obviously a market for Amy Poehler because Parks and Rec and a bunch oh, of other stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Parks and Rec was not necessarily funny because of Amy Poehler. It was because of no. Chris Pratt. No, of course, but it wasn't and, like uh, she just... I'm sorry. It's not like she tore the whole production down or anything like Aziz that. Is hilarious. Um, but uh, I, she's not great. There's very few females out there that I find funny. I will say that that movie where they killed the fucking stripper... Um, I think Tina Fey's hilarious. Uh, yeah. That was funny because Chris, Kristen Wiig is absolutely hilarious. She's she's one of those uh, actresses that she doesn't when she says stuff she's funny, but it's when she's not saying stuff that's funny. Her fucking faces. I have no idea how Very anybody emotive. can can act beside her and and deliver not lines and not see her fucking faces on the side, <laughs> just like making some really weird shit. <laughs> and I, and it just makes me laugh. Like it just it's funny. It's 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 like one of the very few people that can or female actresses that I like legit look forward to watching in theaters or just watching in general because I just don't find women that funny. Period. I just, I just don't. Comedians like stand-up comedians, actresses uh I just don't find them funny. I there's a lot of great actresses out there that I love their work. But in terms of like making me laugh, a lot of it just comes off not funny because mm. I just find women not that funny. Yeah, the um, I don't I don't I I I don't I don't know if I don't want to say I don't find women funny. I just don't think that there's that many of them attempting to be funny in that space. I just don't think that's the thing. There's there's a handful of them that we that get paraded out in front of us on a on we're a kind constant, of expected to follow it, you know, basis. Yeah. And that's about it. Um, and then I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I follow like stand up comedians or anything like that. Uh, but uh, I feel like most of the ones I hear about, you know, with men, there's so many of them, right? There's more variety to the men. There's now, but, now, tons of shitty see, man, male comedians. I see what I see what you're doing, Adam. And I just got to say, females are just not that funny. Okay, well. I mean, there are plenty of. I won't agree, agree with you that far. Section well, below. I mean, don't you don't need YouTube to. Yeah. Comments you're, in the section below. You're 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 entitled to your own opinion. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. And I'm not saying they don't exist, but I mean, we just don't get shown them. On I TV. just don't see them. Yeah, and I just you know, I, I've I've seen I've seen funnier women at at school. You know, my wife makes me laugh more than some of these people that are legitimately in comedies that have people in Hollywood writing scripts for them. They just, I just don't find them funny. I just don't. And it's not, I'm not sexist. I just don't find them funny. And a lot of the time it's just like, maybe it's because I'm not a woman. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just don't get. You're the, not the target demographic. Yeah. But I mean, are, do men are funny all the time. So why is it that women can laugh at men jokes all the time, but I can't laugh at most women jokes. Again, I mean, well, I mean, I could give you a big ass long reason that you probably I mean, wouldn't I'm sounded, listen to. Well, no, I'll listen to it. But I, I, <laughs> listen, I, I don't want to sound ignorant because I'm not saying that uh, men are, you know, because there are a lot of shitty fucking men comedians. Oh I my mean, God. God damn. You're right. There's there's horrible. But even out of the pool of women comedians out there, there is maybe one or two of them that make me laugh. Like Ellen DeGeneres is hilarious. Oh yeah, like she's, she's comedy funny. gold. I could watch her show and laugh a bajillion times over, even when she's like voice acting in fucking uh, uh, Finding Nemo. It's funny, but most women in general, I just don't find funny. The funny ones are hilarious. Tina but they're Faye, but, Ellen, yeah. 
but I but there's just not many of them out there. That's all. Yeah, I think and that I, I honest to God is it's like anything, right? So my my answer to that would be why why you know in terms of why is it that women can laugh at men, right? Yeah. Um. Well, for how long did we get nothing but male comedians? That's true. And on the stage, in movies, on TV. Uh, for the obvious reasons yep. that women just weren't given the fucking of opportunity. Yep. So it becomes ingrained in, in society for decades. Yep. So it's not like it, uh, it, it's 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 not hard for, for women. It's not because they didn't have a choice. <laughs> really, it was <laughs> you find this funny or you're fucked. Those are your two options. Whereas now, you know, women are finally breaking into it. And unfortunately, yes, the ones that we're seeing a lot of, um, most of them are pretty bad uh, for various reasons. Some of them are all leaning on the most obvious, you know, uh, stick on tropes, period, sex, humor, the whatever that, you know, a lot of shit male comedians lean on the male versions of those things. Yeah. Um, but because there are so many more male comedians in the space, you'll get ones, more of them that will sit down and pick apart the world and stuff in general, not just be, you know, making jokes for men. But making jokes in general mm -hmm. for anyone who's watching, yeah. uh, and not be like sp specifically racial specific or something. It's not like a Richard Pryor or or something like that where it was so it was such in a in a bubble. Um, uh, so yeah, that would be my answer. And I'm sure the longer we go, the more funny someone, women will. Of course, just, someone just mentioned up. this in chat, but I think I, I think I understand Jeff's commentary there. It's like um, female comedians are like the Dane Cooks of comedians. Mm. Like you don't understand why they're funny. Mm. Okay, can I? Uh, uh, you I, found Dane Cook funny? Well, here's the thing. Fuck anyone. Not anyone. The majority of people, Dane Cook hate is Nickelback hate on the internet. <laughs> all right? Most of you didn't motherfuckers. I, I was saying him. most. I saw him live. I thought it was funny. Most of you motherfuckers that get on the Dane Cook hate train for a portion of your life thought his shit was fucking hilarious. And you know why? Because you fit the demographic that he was shooting for for that period of time. And now that you've seen other people hate on him, you fucking hate on him. Like Nickelback, who were fire for a long time. And Never every, again! And everybody I fucking... I got Nickelback on my playlist right now. Nickelback. And then one person on the internet said... Fuck Chad Kruger and Nickelback. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, you know what? Fuck Nickelback. And then they just got like, I like wrecked Nickelback. into obscurity because of the internet. It's the same shit. Like, uh, fucking Dane Cook is not for everyone, but you can't deny that that motherfucker sold out stadiums. Oh, yeah, he uh, made fucking tons of cash. And made shitloads of money. Yeah. Not just because it was like luck. That dude was genuinely fucking funny for the time and the demographic he shot for. I can't, I could, there was a time I could not, you know, I couldn't not laugh if I listened to Dane Cook, but just because he was so good at telling stories and using the mic. It was relatable. Like he said a lot of shit. I find Dane Cook a lot funnier than someone like Russell Peters. Um, Russell who, Peters is very situational. He's a different type you of know, comedy. I, I actually like Dane Cook. I saw him live here, and I laughed my ass off the whole time. He made a couple of bad movies, but he also had some funny movies uh, when he was in uh, Waiting, which I also have over there. Uh, I actually have, like, three Dane Cook Blu-rays yeah. over there. Um, I actually liked his movies better than his stand-up. Yeah, so I, 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 didn't mind, I didn't mind Dane Cook. I get the hate 
But I'm kind of on Adam's side here where people kind of just hopped on that train for the sake of hopping on it. And it fucked Dane Cook up. Oh, yeah, yeah like, but that he made went, so much money, so it's like whatever. No, but he still. went. He went into like when he came back to he went into some dark fucking shit, and it was the internet fucked him up. Yeah, and it was for the dumbest. Like he was getting nonstop death threats and shit because people got on the hate train so hard they went that far. And it was and it wasn't like your pedestrian shit that some people get if they get hate on the internet. Like it went, it went further than fucking, Nickelback. Hate. It, it went further than Nickelback. I can't say I was ever a big Nickelback fan. I, I even saw them live, and I'm well, like, I'm you the, know what? They I'm, sound yeah. like the record, but you know their music is kind of my they're, asshole. They're a studio <laughs> band. Yeah, I, you know yeah. what? They sound like everybody else. But dude, I did they were see. fucking huge, and everybody loved them. And then it just flicked the switch, yeah. and that was it. That's and that was the show. That's what the internet does, bro. It's this like is a fucking show. You know, I really love Maximus Black, but uh, you know. Uh, Look at this photograph. He, he cheeses somebody, so let's make a Reddit post. And now from here on out, boys, it's all ogre now. It almost happened to Green Day. Almost. It almost did. And you know why? Because here, somebody just brought this up in chat. This is a very good point. Is that Nickelback became the whipping post for a lot of the bands that came along that copied their sound. And then they got caught up in the fact that everybody else was sounding like Nickelback. And then Nickelback got shit on. Green Day, who's been around since the dawn of fucking time, like, uh, uh, they still do great music. They still do great music. People don't, I don't even think for the longest time, some people realized how long Green Day has been around. Like, they have been around the block a long time. When other bands started coming up and sounding like the fucking accent that Jeff and I always <laughs> makes fun of, it's the emo <laughs> shit. No, that's not, that's, 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 Creed. that's, that's Creed. Oh, which one are We're you talking about? Green Day. Um, oh, I don't know any Green Day. The Negro Emo. Oh, like, Where are you? There's a place on good of Jerry Street. Yes. I would walk on the beach and not bare feet. Exactly. Yeah. That that thing. Fuck, and, I should have been a fucking 90s pop. It's <laughs> all Billy Joe right there. Pop rock band exactly. or whatever the fuck you call them. Jesus, why didn't I do that, Adam? So when they, I don't know. But, well, fuck, first of all, Adam. my manager, we could have made Blame fucking Adam. so much first, more money. First of all, you were you were a child, so that, that didn't help. Fuck. <laughs> I missed out, man. <laughs> but the, uh, but the, the, that it almost happened to them for the similar reasons. There's so many people came up sounding exactly like them because they were emulating them and they almost caught the same Yellow kind of heat. Good Charlotte. Even Fallout Boy. Yeah. Oh, Fallout Boy is the, the most egregious fucking, like. <laughs> I like Fallout Boy music. They actually have a couple of good songs. I over love there. their music. I'm like, wow, okay. I love their music. I shouldn't man. like this right now, but it's not, it's actually not bad. <laughs> it's almost like they're getting better or it's like they've crafted their Dude, cheese. Fallout Boy's cover of Beat It is fire. Yeah. And I, uh, uh the, no, the, um, Smooth Criminal. Oh yeah, that too. Smooth criminal. Uh, yeah. Their Michael Jackson cover is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, simple plan. Yeah. See, I yeah. like simple plan. <laughs> I like simple plan. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys, you guys heard the yellow card in there. Yeah, yeah. I like yellow card. I can never listen I, to all yellow American card rejects. Yellow all American card is great. Simple plan. I was into all them shits. I love yellow card, but my college roommate, one of them, listened to the CD for like three weeks straight until finally we went into his room broke the CD out of his CD player, cracked it in half, and then threw the pieces out the window. We're like, never fucking again. Because <laughs> I'm not even joking. He, it it so, was just constantly A playing. lot of people may not know this, and I don't even know if Adam would remember this, or he was even in high school when you I was... You were white once? Yeah. I had... <laughs> I had... Wow. I had a phase. So 
I was. Ha- you had a white face. I had a white face where I legit. <laughs> what does that so, even mean? So all through this fucking godforsaken thing. Don't fuck with it too much, dude. So all you put through a lot of effort into that. All through uh, junior high and shit, I was like, you know, just a regular ass dude, getting uh, getting picked on by a lot of people because I'm black, and there was like three fucking black kids in the entire school. Uh, you were two of them. And, and no, well, the, the, the other, I was one, and the other the other guys were brothers, and they were so whitewashed yeah. and so Literally desensitized brothers. that they didn't even count as black anymore. Like people are just like, oh yeah, okay, so the, we've we've pretty much just you know molded, really, we pretty much just molded them the way we wanted. So I was that one guy. So in high school, I I wore a lot of like, um, I wore a lot of those pants that make noise. You wore a lot of pants. You know those pants? That, I hope so. That make noise. Track pants. Track pants. So like you could you could hear me. Are you coming. talking about the snap ones? Or are you talking about like the the rain resistant? The I'm rain. Not gonna, I'm not gonna say like waterproof because they were Nico track pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like the rain ones where it's like sh- 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 almost were, like windbreaker material. You did the the Slavic squad a couple of times. So <laughs> I, I you know junior high was fine. I hit grade ten, and I made some new friends, and I I remember I had. I was working at the time. I was working at the dollar store and I had gotten, I was working there for a while actually. And I had gotten like a tax return back. And when you make, you know, so such little money, you always get like a big chunk of money back. Yeah, of course. So I had like four or 500 bucks and I was hanging around with these, with this new group of people and they loved to snowboard and shit. And I got into snowboarding and I was snowboarding all, uh, all winter and, and, we were, I, I remember just so vividly, everybody has like, music for me is always about, takes me back to times. Well, so, you attach memories to sound exa- almost as strong as scent, right? Exactly. So. so, you know, I can remember, like, for example, if I was on a trip to Dominican, yeah, I can remember... Like in the, detail, the the music that I was playing on my iPod on that trip. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the type of music. During that uh, winter, I was listening to like a lot of like uh, punk pop rock shit, like you know, All American Rejects, My Chemical Romance. Um, got into the Used a lot. I still love the Used. Um, Simple Plan, not so much Simple Plan, more more on the All American Rejects, Yellow Card, those types of bands. And I was doing a lot of snowboarding, skateboarding, but I had a white face. I had a skater face. So I remember I got my big paycheck and my buddy was like, dude, we're going to West 49. You remember that? Oh, you remember shit. that? You remember that? West place? 49. So, so, I have no idea what that okay, is. So if you don't know skate shop, basically. Yeah, so you don't know what West 49 is. It's literally a skateboarder shop. So they sell skateboards there. They sell like, you know, a lot of like, say, uh, uh, Blink 182 shirts, uh, like very skatery shit. So hot topic. I don't know what hot topic nah, not is. Not quite. But no. If you if you took if you, if you if you took if you took the the clothes that were being worn in every Avril Lavigne video for the first five years of her career and put it in a store, that's West Forty Nine. Yeah. So oh, hot topic. Okay. <laughs> we'll say we'll say hot topic. It's close. Um. So think think Vans, but uh, not as not as like cool. Got it. All right. <laughs> So uh, I get my my tax return back and I go in and there was a really hot chick that was working there. And she was like kind of weirded out that I was in the store. And I was at the time. We I don't was, get a lot of blacks. 
<laughs> Adam, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck. It was almost like a shadow came in there. Like the what the fuck? Like turn the lights back on. So uh, I'm in there, and and she's like, uh, "Can I help you guys?" And she, I was with my skater buddies, so she thought they were getting stuff, and I was just kind of being drug <laughs> drug in there. there. I was just in there, like fucking waiting for them. But uh, my buddy was like, "Yeah, uh, our our friend here is, uh, you know, he wants some clothes." And she was like, okay, you've come to the right place. Uh, well, she's going to say. So what, what What I did is I didn't know how to dress like a skater. And I wish right now I was on my computer because I have pictures of me wearing some of these clothes oh my oh, God, from, from like things from back in the day, which we can put on Patreon. Maybe oh, just, you know, some unlock some skater pictures. <laughs> um, and, and this was like, I bought a guitar and everything. Like yeah. I was, I was going full blown. So anyway, uh, I, I told her my budget and I'm like, I've got four, about 400, f- between four and $500. She was like, oh, so you want a, like a new wardrobe? And I'm like, I guess. So <laughs> what she did is she dressed me like not physically, but she went around the store and like a mannequin, she would like pick out the clothes and then I would go into the changing room, try them on. I'd come out. I'd do like a little twirl and she would say, yay or nay to this or try this color <laughs> or whatever. And she picked my entire wardrobe and I left. I spent all my money and that day I became a skater. Holy shit. And I, so I, you're the skater boy that Avril Lavigne was talking I re- about? I remember this and phase. And all the way till about, I would say, grade 11 or so, like new school year. So like Janko and stuff? All summer, everything, I was I wore those those clothes. I was wearing like skinnier jeans. I would wear like shirts on shirts and not, not, not like preppy shit like because that preppy look was in back then where you wear like four water polos and and that all was the, the show were all popped. the p- collars were popped <laughs> but i wore i wore like say that a was like uh, college times man yeah I, I would say like i would wear like a fucking slipknot shirt you know or or like some some kind of concert <laughs> slipknot like hey, maybe shirt. maybe not slipknot but like say 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 my chemical romance yeah, okay. right all i right. was wearing a my chemical romance okay. shirt with like tour dates on it and then under <laughs> then underneath it i would have like a plaid like fucking uh shirt of some sort that was like the same color type oh, shit God. anyway and i would wear like a fucking west 49 hat or like some sort of so skater hat shout out saying you were a douche in other words yeah but i thought i was cool man like i i was trying to fit in dude i was like at the it. time that was fine and I mean, it was like yeah, was that fine. was just what people were doing like that was the show we've all done it I, I know everyone I just, is like, I just oh, want to fit in. I didn't have a skater face. I don't believe you, Adam. That didn't happen. Mm. Jeff could vouch for it. I, that didn't happen. Well, that's because Adam sideways, didn't buy clothes. Did you yeah. have a sideways hat face? Uh, no, I had a backwards hat face. Adam was backwards lucky to face. find a pair of shoes the size and jeans the size. Exactly. Oh, I know. I've had to ship Adam shoes. Yeah. If I got that far, I was happy. So I didn't get to board on any trends ever. Mm, yeah. Uh, but I did have a backwards hat phase. I uh, d- yeah, I, d- I remember that. Yeah, you wore a lot of hats. Yeah, I would say I I went from a visor face. That was a shameful time. I <laughs> went from wearing basically. Did you just say a fucking visor? <laughs> I'm not even gonna let yeah. that slide, bro. Did, did, you, let, did you wear it upside down and facing up? No, just like the regular you visor. Where fucked the, up. Cap <laughs> I, can, I can picture this motherfucker wearing a visor <laughs> I too. Could too. Probably still got Holy one at home. Shit. Got a of grade, man. I could, I'm surprised we're not seeing him fucking uh, wearing a visor, visor and he's got a fucking visor spinner. and cargo shorts. Oh this fucking my guy, God, dude. a visor. Jesus. Did you Christ. have a fucking? Did you have a f- uh, fucking uh, man purse too? Fucking, fucking God no. fanny pack. Fanny God pack. No. So I actually have <laughs> fanny packs. I like upstairs. the spiked hair face, man. Uh, that's what I do. Is when I go to places that I've never been before, I buy a fanny pack, and so I have a collection of fanny packs in my closet upstairs. You're not. You're not serious right now. 
Yeah, I I am dead what serious. What the fuck is wrong? With I you? have fanny packs in my closet. Why? Because and well, you know, you never and, know when you need to carry you shit. Know, are there really regional fanny packs? Yeah, like I have fanny packs from like Knox. What is that Knoxville Farm or Berry Farms? Knox Berry Farm. Yeah, from like California. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I get I get. You didn't go with us, did you? No, no. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, um, Harrison uh, oh, Phoenix right, right, HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I do is like some people they they go and they get you know postcards, okay, or yeah. they go and they get whatever. I buy fanny packs. Okay. Um, I haven't done it in a while. I do. I probably have about six or seven, but the last one I bought was the one in California. They're in a box somewhere, but I do have some in my in my uh, in my closet. That's that's actually just impressive. Yeah, and I, I, mean, and I actually haven't bought one from Vegas yet, so I'll be sure to get one when I go. I've only ever used a fanny pack when I've been doing a photography gig. I've never worn one consensually. And I always, uh, in my fanny packs, I normally leave whatever shit that I had during the trip. In there? In there. So I'd have like a random receipt for something. It's like a time capsule. Yeah, and I would use that shit. Doesn't sound like you would use it if hey you guys, left all the old stuff in there. You know that um, when I come back, when I come back from the break, I'll wear my, fa- I'll have a fanny pack. On. You know, technical some, alpha fanny pack. Some would people you guys be interested? Collect stamps. Some people collect postcards. Some people collect sand. I have a vast collection of dildos from all the places <laughs> that I visit. You know what I should do right now? I should say this. I have a PO box, guys, and I should get everybody. To send me fanny packs from where they're from and see how many fanny packs I can get in a year's time. Oh, God. Just send a random fanny pack. Like, you can make it, like, I don't know. You should wear all of the fanny packs at once at the end of the year. Oh, Oh, that would be amazing. Literally just wear all of them. That would be absolutely amazing. I will wear all the fanny packs that you have sent me at the end of the year for New Year's. How many, like, Halloween, I could go as the fanny pack. And just fanny pack. Everything fanny packs. And get sushi. And get sushi. <laughs> oh, fanny pack sushi. Fanny oh pack God. sushi. Holy shit, that's the douchiest thing I've ever heard in my uh, life. You should wear your My Chemical Romance shirt underneath of it. <laughs> so you guys can go to Jeff's And your screen. fucking windbreaker pants. And oh, find his P.O. box and you send him fanny packs. Windbreaker pants, your My Chemical Romance. You wear Where one you? of Panic's fucking upside-down visors. Uh, it was an upside-down. It was regular-ass visor. Just no then, top. Yeah, sure. Well, that's what I that's what I used them for. I, I, I got the fanny packs because when you're in a new area, you just want to hold shit in there. And then also, you know, when you're in America, shit gets stolen. So if you have your wallet in your back <laughs> yeah. pocket and shit, you're going to get pit-pocketed. That's just, you know, you're not, you're not going to walk down the street in Canada with your fanny pack. It's usually a tourist thing. That's the only time they're acceptable. Is Asian tourists specifically. Yeah, or if you're The Rock. Because you can that, wear a fanny pack. At that point, they just don't care. No, no. one's going to give you shit if you're The Rock and wear a fanny pack. No. No. Because at 15 years old, you weighed 235 pounds. <laughs> and his shoulders were twice as wide as mine. Yeah. Oh, Dude shit. was built like a brick shit house. Well, what do you say we call it a half? Yeah, I think this is a good solid place to, like to call it a hours. half. Yeah, this is this is nah, like, it's not been three hours. Uh, definitely at least two and a half. Yeah, we're somewhere around there. We got we got we got uh, tech support coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, great news! Jeff is going to do our own personal sellout because we don't actually have <laughs> the thing to play right now. All right. So Jeff's going to do the sellout for you, and then we're going to go on a quick break, which, again, we have no screens for, so we're just going to mute our mic. 
<laughs> go away for a couple of minutes. Got to stretch in, stretch, stretch out a little bit, and uh, and then we'll be back to uh, to do tech support. So without further ado, Mister Maximus Black, hit me up with the sound of technical alpha sellout. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Technical Alpha, where you can help us help you help us help you. <laughs> that was the kind of line that you did. Uh, it wasn't, that's not bad. Uh, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Well uh, done. You know, just head on over to this Patreon and uh, throw money at it um, because um, we are um, desperate and... Uh, <laughs> You're you just know, shit in just, the bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Let me start over. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Have you ever wanted to support someone black in the world? Wow. Have you ever wanted to allow somebody to spend money on fanny packs? <laughs> what about a brown person coming to Canada? Oh, Diversity, shit. bitches. On the real, if you guys are enjoying this content, and you got a dollar, you got five dollars, hell, you got a thousand. Okay. Head on over to that Patreon and throw money at it, and get some swag. I wish, actually, this would be a really good time for me to have the... Well, we'll come the back. Physical we'll, stuff. We'll come back from break. We'll crack the box of uh, posters open. We'll. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we'll show a you guys bit of show and tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got we've got a bunch of uh, a bunch of shit. We've got posters, pins, stickers, all that stuff. If you guys have been supporting us already, uh, that is all being shipped out. Uh, Panic's got all of the the materials and things needed to to start that. So he's gonna yeah. do that when he gets home. I literally have hundreds of envelopes, label makers. I've actually printed out a bunch of the labels. I have to get all the shipping stuff out. So manually pack everything with all my love for all of you Patreons. Exactly. So uh he's gonna he's gonna be sending that all out to you guys. Um but yeah even if even if you guys can't afford to to give any money, that's totally fine. Just listening is good too. Uh listening and upvoting um you know, whether sharing it, whatever, just letting somebody know about it um, is 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 probably honestly worth more than five bucks. You know, if if everybody that listened to this podcast told a friend about the podcast or reviewed it on iTunes or whatever, it's legitimately as good, maybe not as good as 10 bucks. But if everyone listening to iTunes gave us a review. Oh, could you imagine? Oh my god. The amount of good that would do the podcast would be unfucking believable. Oh, we'd probably be the highest rated podcast on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. There's a challenge for everyone listening right now. If you're listening right now, take the time to go rate us on iTunes. Ideally five stars. And let's, and let's just see where it goes. Let's see how high we can get. Let's see how many we can get. Yeah. No, I'm I, down. I'm just, just let's see it because it will help us. You know, it's not going to suddenly change our lives, but it will sure as shit help us in rankings. No, for sure. It's like you know, we 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 have the content here, and we're doing it every week, and hopefully, we've now proven to you guys we are serious about this. This oh, wasn't something. Weeks. This wasn't just something that we decided that. Oh yeah, it's the fl- flavor of the month. You know, sometimes you come up with an idea, yeah. and you're hyped about it, and you do it, and then it just kind of disappears. We're committed to this, uh, and. I can I know I can speak for Adam and I that this is literally going to be our future. Yeah. Um if this Patreon does not work out for us, and I'm not saying this in blackmail or whatever. Yeah. If this shit just does not pan out and we do not make enough money over, you know, a, the next couple of years via this, we're done. Like yeah. like we're literally We can't we can't chase the whale any longer. No, well, I'm done chasing the whale, period. Um now it's just a matter of sustaining and just doing what we love. But like legit, if the, if we're not being supported, we can go for a while. But at at 
at some point it's just whatever because when I say legitimately this month will make sixty dollars off Lag TV on YouTube, it's the real life. It's not a joke there. It's legit yeah, sixty, 60 bucks. bucks. I've actually made my paycheck this month on my personal channel is eighty dollars, which is more than what Lag TV is going to make <laughs> yeah, uh, as as month. a team. So, you know, it is what it is. It's like, you know, if, if you can support, you can. If not, trust me, it's okay. It's not like we're starving. We do have streams. We do have other means. That's fine. But when it comes to, uh, you know, this, what we're this doing content here. content is where the interest is for all of us right now. It, well, and this is, this is the content, at least for Adam and I, where this is going to dictate how long we're in the game. Somebody is asking a very good question. What is supported? Right now, as it stands, where we are money-wise on Patreon is fantastic. Yeah, if we can stay, if even we, if we stay there, if we there, stayed here, this it, podcast is this, going nowhere. Th- then, then we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see the podcast get beyond where we're at, well, the vision that that we had is we. What I was planning on doing is I was planning on people know that I'm I I'm in real estate, so I I have some properties and stuff. And I was planning on buying a commercial building. If the podcast was still doing well after the first year, I was planning on buying a commercial building. And then the podcast was going to rent part of that building out from my company. And then we would actually have a physical set like this, but obviously much fucking nicer. A soundstage, a real place uh, where we'll legitimately have a podcast that we can go to and do obviously panic won't be able to fly in and do that but adam and i will have a central location well, if we're doing really well i could come in periodically more often yeah exactly, exactly. If, we're, if we're doing that well then it will be financially feasible for panic to come uh once in uh, much more frequently than now that's, and we can do stuff in so, studio so that's the dream that's kind of like yeah. what we're working towards um that's like you know best case scenario it's not necessary though because we do have our own studios and yeah. everything does sound good but it would be nice to be it would bring some more legitimacy to it. It would give us a place that we can go make go to off a tangible something. And then also Adam and I could work on other things as well. If we had our own studio, it would be a place where him and I could get together and really start pouring out other stuff. And obviously, if it ever got to a point where the podcast is making that kind of money, you know, the podcast would probably we'd be doing it more than once a week. We, it would be there like more, there would a lot be more content. More, would it would be, be a lot tours. more stuff. So that's kind of like the end goal. But right now the yeah. support is absolutely incredible. And in terms of uh, comparing it to other podcasts, I mean, we're literally shitting on them in terms of support. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what they get on the back end. I mean, we don't even have this thing sponsored yet. We're working on it. Uh, you know, we're trying to get Sennheiser on board because I signed with them personally and they're interested in the podcast. So, you know, we're trying to, we, trust me, we, I could have gotten us a deal with, I won't say the name. I could have gotten us a deal with a, with a video game, uh, plug thing, but we don't want, we don't want to do those cheap one-offs for a little bit of money. We want to actually get sponsored, uh, for products that make sense. Uh, and that, you know, or it brings a little bit more of a mature, mature type thing, although we're not mature, but in terms of like legitimacy, um, you know, some things I do on my own, but wouldn't really necessarily bring to the podcast. So we're doing really well right now. It's great. We're hoping we're hoping to 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 sign a sponsor in, in the near future, which will help even more. But yeah, the end goal would be to get a studio. Uh, but obviously, that is the pipe dream. But right now, it's it's so good that um, we're excited. It's 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 
it's a good thing when you've got this much support because then we can start planning and get excited for the future on the way things are going. If we weren't getting the support we're getting now, we would kind of be like, eh, you know, fuck. <laughs> it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't, well, we wouldn't obviously. be, you know, panic wouldn't be here right now. We wouldn't be, uh, you know, excited to do this every week. I'd be coming up with some sort of excuse how it's not worth my time. Uh, it would, you know, it would just be that, but it's not that. So it's obviously not a financial issue. Um, but we just hope that it'll continue to go that way because we also know that most people can't afford to keep giving a hundred dollars a month or $250 a month or whatever. And a big chunk of our support comes from like five people. Yeah. You know, we want to, we want to turn this into something sustainable where we were looking for support because there's a lot of awesome things that we kind of want to be able to do and move with and grow with. But again, we have a lot of awesome Patreons, but we want to kind of get it, you know, every little bit counts. You yeah. know, we'd rather have a wider spread than a couple. Of I, would, you know, I would love fish. to see a thousand people at five bucks instead of three people at, you know, 500. 500. Yeah. Um, although I'm not going to complain. Five. Oh, yeah. We love no, you guys. We, would love, we, we would, love you guys. We would love the big guys to be icing on the cake, not the the heart of the the yeah the support you know but it, it is what it is if that's not possible then upvoting rating and sharing is literally just as good because yeah. that way when you do that then we can offset that with sponsor money absolutely when we got the numbers you know sometimes sponsor money can be more than patreon money yeah uh, just so, depending on how big you are so that's the way to go so that's my sellout that wasn't much of a sellout it was just more of the truth <laughs> It but works. Maybe, maybe sometimes that's better. It works. Uh, we're gonna go on uh, that break, light break, and uh, and yeah, and that's that's just that's it. We'll be back. It won't be more than a couple of minutes. You're gonna see us basically walking around the room silently, and then we get back. Uh, it's tech support time, so we'll have the questions and uh, we'll have some answers for you. Yeah. So sit tight, and now for the uh, awkward uh, climate of this chair to walk over to the computer. To press the mute button. And I'll grab a fanny pack. Burb. Here we go. Burp.